Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> Breakaway civilization. The deal's been made. It's not. Okay. It's not the third dimension. They've made freaking deals with interdimensional aliens. I prove they're keeping babies alive and taking their organs. Why are we debating whether the Earth is flat, dude? They're keeping. They have human-animal hybrids. Do you really think? There's people out there campaigning for late-term abortions. You think that shit's real? You think that shit's real? voted Monday to keep it legal. Who would do that? Who would do that? Who would campaign for that? They fucking did it, That is the craziest shit ever. You can't fucking admit they're fucking killing already more kids. So you're telling me it isn't real when they had a fucking vote in the goddamn fucking Senate. I'm getting pissed now. Don't get pissed. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> That's gonna be a sound bite. You are fake news. Very fake news. Frogs are gay. Pitbull wants that. I can't do it. We'll do it live. Do it live! I can go write it and we'll do it live! Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. <laughs> Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. Flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blanc. Welcome. Hello. Got a whole bunch of news to cover tonight, as usual, including, yes, Alex Jones's magnificent return to Joe <laughs> Rogan's show, which totally blindsided yeah. me. I was not aware this was going to happen until I just logged in to look at my YouTube subscriptions, and there's the stream with something like when I t when I looked at it, something like a hundred and twenty thousand people watching it. That's incredible. I've heard up to one hundred eighty thousand. Yeah. I must ask you, did you make it through all four hours? I, I did. Yeah, I did. I did. That listen. Is incredible. I was playing video games, doing some work. Yeah, I wanted to listen to the whole thing. I'm and about halfway through, but but it's intense. Well, one of my gripes with the first one was I didn't really like when Eddie Bravo came in because it kind of it it sort of complicated everything like i just wanted to hear joe talk to alex jones and that was yeah. it and then eddie bravo showed up in this in this one too and i thought ah oh, man i don't i don't, I don't want to complicate it like that but then eddie bravo set off alex jones on on rants like you just heard and it kind of made it better <laughs> so, i know it was stressful yeah. to listen to though yeah it, it got legitimately heated but yeah. The, this is, uh, I can't wait to talk about it because it's another classic example. There's a couple of interesting things about it. Streisand effect in full force. The idea that you've banned Alex Jones out of people's minds. Obviously not true. One of the most popular Joe Rogan podcasts ever. And secondarily, this came along when Dissenter just popped up from Gab. This new plugin, this new feature, this new kind of mini program that allows anybody to comment on anything. And so even it is though amazing. So even though the live chat was disabled in this case, you had a functional live chat through right. Gab's Dissenter, which was a great test for that product. So this whole thing was very exciting. And, um, and I'm excited to talk about that. And we will get to that. But first, uh, there's a lot going on in Trump world, of course. He gives a two-hour speech at CPAC. 
And he brings up Hayden Williams onto the stage, the guy who got punched at UC Berkeley. And Trump pledges he's going to sign an executive order to require universities to uphold free speech if they want federal money. Not only that, but Trump was in Vietnam earlier in the week, too, for ongoing negotiations with Kim Jong-un about denuclearization. And it didn't go so well. He just got up and left. We'll take a look at uh, what happened there. And then I guess this is another case where it's the last week ever for Trump and this is going to get Trump and Trump's finally done because his former lawyer, Michael Cohen, testifies before Congress uh, as he gets ready to go to jail for lying to Congress. But he's definitely tell the, telling the truth uh, this time. Or the so. timing of this was so suspicious. I Yeah. Like, do they uh, have to do this now? If, if you can't tell, neither one of us really care about that at all, so we'll be brief. But I am interested in the reactions to it because I always love chronicling the tales of this is it, Trump's done, He's, history will remember this day, that kind of talk. So we got a little yeah. bit of that. And then later uh, as well, the House passes its first major gun control legislation in decades, so-called universal background checks, which sounds innocuous, pulls well. It is sneaky and I know that everyone in the audience is is super into guns and super into gun laws, but the media does a terrible job of explaining what this is and what it will actually do. And I want to spend some time talking about that so we all understand it as maybe the Senate will consider it. Maybe the uh, maybe the president would would veto it or not. I don't know. But going forward, I want to be clear on this one because it's a sneaky one. People talk about universal background checks. Uh And then toward the end of the show, biological males, again, dominate the Connecticut State High School Girls Track and Field Championships. (laughs) It's a great time for equality in a preview of uh, what might be coming to the next Olympics. That's the number one way to get me to watch the Olympics, by the way. What might? I thought it was already approved for for Olympics. The language is sort of unclear. Uh, I'll explain. Uh, But if it happens... And if we believe the reports that it's likely to happen, I'm exclusively tuning into the tranny events in the Olympics. That's it. That's all I care about. And then uh, lastly, the lady who ripped off a guy's MAGA hat at a restaurant gets charged with that assault or battery or whatever it was. But then it turns out she's also illegal. So she may be facing deportation because she overstayed her visa. In 1994, this vacation or tourism visa was issued to her. We call Schadenfreude, and I'm enjoying every moment of it. Yeah, that's pretty ironic. Uh, and of course, we'll take super chats on YouTube or Streamlabs in between topics, ten bucks and up on the Sunday show, because we are no good lowdown money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple uh, couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for supporting the show at mattchristiansonmedia.com. And thanks for emailing us. That's beauty in the beta at Gmail. Com. If you'd like to take the show on the go in an audio format, you can find those linked in the description, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and more. Wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. A couple announcements. Uh, we are currently live on StreamMe as well. We discussed this last Sunday. We tested it on Wednesday. If you would like to sign up for a YouTube alternative in case we get the ban hammer, head on over to St- <laughs> Uh, stream.me slash ML Christensen. It's linked in the description that uh, that will be the backup and you can watch there uh, all the time. If you prefer to that said, some of the features I still haven't fully figured out. I don't know if I have to have an established stream there. Things like subscriptions, donations. I'm not sure they're working properly. And 
if they are, I don't have a way to read messages if they come up like we do with, with uh, Super Chat and stuff. So just bear with me as we sort of figure it out. And if there are problems over on uh, Stream Me, send me an email. But uh, that's that's up and running for everyone who might prefer that. The other thing I wanted to say is we had a, a Super Chat, I believe, on a stream a week or two ago. Someone said they were sending me a, an emergency food supply. And I did actually receive that, which was very really? cool. But I can't remember who it was. Oh, no. And I, I have no contact for this person. There's nothing in the package to actually thank this person. So I want to thank the person who did that because, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to become a prepper inevitably. So I should have this stuff. You're and, halfway uh, there already. Yeah. And, and, and uh, if you're so inclined, send me an email so I can, so I can say thank you to you. But yeah. uh, it was received if you're listening. Awesome. Oh, I also also should mention that I got a, a warning from Patreon this week from my own personal channel mm. that I need to relist all of my videos as adult content. That leads me to believe that I'm going to get the boot. Um, I should have shut it down on my own, but I, I kind of wanted to get Just banned, troll you know? your way off Patreon. So I responded, eat shit. Did you say and that? I did. And really? so I'm waiting for the hammer to come down this week. Mm. I made them do it. Keep us updated. I will. You also said uh, you might experience some connection issues tonight, but it's so good. I uh, might. So far, it's so good. really cold here. So about once a day for 10 or 15 minutes, I've been losing the internet. So It just happens to correspond with the cold weather? I Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have Spectrum come tomorrow, or whoever huh. my internet provider is. I actually don't think it's Spectrum. Uh, tell your neighbor to stop downloading so much porn or whatever mm. it is. I will. We got good artwork. You want to check that out? Oh, cool. Uh, Remember uh, Cesarean Pizza who sent us that twerking gif a few weeks ago? <laughs> is this ago? the same person? It's, it's the same guy. <laughs> you know, this speaks for itself. My God, that is, this might be the funniest artwork we've ever gotten. E- even though they are uh, at my expense, I got to say artwork where I'm kind of your little assistant or your tag along, I get a kick out of it. It does make me chuckle. <laughs> it's so funny. And the the red jacket is just, yeah perfection this is perfection so thank you for that uh reimagine cinema these are both really cool i'm actually unfamiliar if the left hand one is a reference to something or if you're just a generic superhero but uh again very nice augmentation thanks to reimagine cinema for that (laughs) thank you that's funny too and i I like this one on the right too it's just uh it's it's the npc's paradox i suppose yeah as he considers what you say about never listening to women. And he's just trying to be a good ally, walking the never-ending stairway, listening to women as they tell him not to listen to women. Yeah. And then lastly, from, uh, from Jamie, we got... Uh, there's, I, I haven't followed closely, but Elon Musk's space thing is close to launching or whatever's going on. What? I thought he got fired from his own company. I thought he's still running it. I don't know. Aren't they, doing a, aren't they sending someone into space soon? Are they launching a rocket soon? Something like that? I'm not very confident in what I just said. I neither am I, but I know that we're astronauts for Elon Musk in this <laughs> in this photo. I like how my braid is is floating. Yeah, no gravity. No gravity. Yeah. Um, and then uh, just there's so many people in, doing these listener meetups too. We want to just uh, shout everybody out. So I'll just be quick in the interest of time. But we had a listener meetup in London. We're international now. Whoa, that is so cool. So we had London, Portland, Oregon, my former digs. I wish I could hang out. Wow, uh, Portland. Lots of people in, uh, in, in Portland. And I don't know the gentleman in the center, whoever you are, you've got a, a shirt like the Made in Oregon sign. The iconic downtown Portland sign over but the Burnside Bridge. But it says Sanity Bridge. Safe Space in there, doesn't it? But it says Sanity Safe Space. Oh, that is so cool. And so, so many chicks. There are a lot of women showing up, which, uh, you know, I, I, 
I thought were honestly myths. They were unicorns. They're not real, <laughs> yeah. but there are females listening to the show. Yep. Uh, we got San Diego. San Diego having what looks like a delightful dinner. Uh, St. Louis. We got St. Louis. Uh, Stan in upstate New York. Stan is looking like he's going to be the greatest uh, mall Santa Claus. <laughs> that beer is a, beard is a force to be reckoned with. Good it's job, fantastic. Stan. Yeah, I was talking to him about it. It's pretty sweet. Yep. And uh, lastly, Springfield, Ohio. And I love this <laughs> sign from this, uh, this, this man with the orange hair and the orange shirt who is uh, who's orange man good. <laughs> that is so cool. This is really touching. So, yeah, it's awesome to see everybody signing up to uh, meet up with fellow listeners in, in their area. You know, Blonde and I have talked about it. It's really humbling to see friendships forged yeah. through this show. So uh, if you'd like to participate in that, there's a, a link to a sign-up form in the description that uh, also links to a results spreadsheet of contacts people you can get in touch with the, to find friends in this very same way. So keep them coming, guys, if you organize these meetups and uh, you'd like to have your photo featured on the show. A uh, few quick stories before we hop into the Trump news of the week. Uh, you called it. You, are you ready to brag? I'm so proud of myself. I saw this on Tucker Carlson and I was over at my house like, like, are you listening to this, baby? Are you listening to this? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Why are you so excited about this knitting story? Like mm. knitting is racist now because on, I believe it was last Sunday's show, we had somebody give us a super chat that's like, I'm into miniatures and painting miniatures. And sometimes I paint people of other races. Is this going to be a hobby that is descended upon by social justice warriors? And I was like, I don't know, maybe. I mean, they're going to get knitting because they're going to say the community is too white. And Balamo, they totally did two days later. Yeah. Published um, right away. I know. So I wanted to read this from the, the Vice article. Mm. <laughs> the most common image of knitting is still probably an old white lady sitting in a rocking chair making a blanket, a stereotype that tends to grind modern knitters' gears with reason. But even though the stereotypical image has gotten younger over the years, the community is still perceived as very white etc hmm. etc and then they complain for a so while. very white is inherently racist that's the yes. conclusion okay yes what about uh, does that work the other way like the nba is predominantly black is that inherently racist no oh. because o reasons yeah. only if it's white people got yep, it yep 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 um oh and something else they said in that story this woman was talking about how she was so excited to go to india because she wanted to experience the culture and the color and the and and the colorful culture and uh the guy that wrote this article for vice was like like, uh, I, I don't like that she's talking about my culture in this way, that she's making it seem like it's so novel and blah, blah, blah. It's mm. like she's interested in your culture. What's wrong with this, dude? Yeah, I don't know. It's so annoying. Uh, I just saw this a few hours before we went live. Congratulations on your prediction, by the way. Yeah, I, I just good. saw this before we went live. And, of course, it's been a running gag for forever. People who like to make fun of Chuck Todd, the, the, <laughs> the nickname is obvious. But legitimately, the Meet the Press account earlier this afternoon tweeted out the latest. Senator Mark Warner tells Cuck Todd that lawmakers have found enormous evidence of possible collusion, Russians, whatever. And it was uh, it's legit. Like I found um, the archive. The archive. This this legitimately was out a little while. Retweeted what? Is that to say 138 times? Yeah, it must have been up a little bit. 900 responses. So some intern over at Meet the Press is probably getting fired for tweeting out about Cuck Todd. R.I.P. Yeah. I mean, Good we were luck. talking about this a little bit before the show. On the one hand, it's a very easy typo to make. On the other hand, it's a very specific typo yeah. to make. I think this. I, I'm leaning towards deliberate. 
This is a little trolly. Hmm. Some intern. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. Maybe more news will come out. I could see it. I, I'm 50-50. I could see it being honest mistake. Or remember that time like a Twitter person disabled Donald Trump's account on the way out or whatever? Yeah, Sometimes you right. have people who just want to troll on the way out of whatever they're doing and they do something like that. That said, if you really wanted to get Chuck, wouldn't you just go to the account and be like, lol, cuck Todd, and that's it? Just tweet that out? Well, it's, it's funnier if people are speculating about whether or not if it's unclear it an accident and the more people are talking about it, right? Hmm. I we're suppose it leads us to talk about it for a couple extra minutes while we're trying to figure out if it was, if it was intentional yeah. or not. Speaking of things that may or may not be real, this next story, hey, don't, I don't know. I do the transitions. On I'm sorry. Show. I'm working on my, my transition game. Here. Speaking of bad days on Twitter, <laughs> Boo. this guy, <laughs> this guy named uh, antitrust Eddie, yeah, uh, I, I was trying to figure out, is this troll? Is this trollery? Is this real? Supposedly, he's got a tattoo. Like, remember when Pete Davidson did the Hillary tattoo uh, a year and change ago after the election? That was fake, right? No, I'm pretty sure he seriously did that. Or maybe I misinterpreted. But that Wait, was a story Ariana Grande time. banged him after that? I think. Oh, I thought it was girl. real. Anyway, uh, yeah, it, it's a depiction of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez that says justice and I got to say, I was telling you, I really like the elongated forehead and the widened eyes. That makes her even hotter. That is uh, something I appreciate very much. So good job to Eddie's tattoo artist. They didn't account for the curvature of the body. Her eyes are way too far apart. Doesn't really look that much like her. I mean, I know it's her. When I saw it, I knew that's what it is. Maybe the justice tipped me off. I don't know. But Ugh, I hope the, that's fake. generally speaking, and I'm not a tattoo elitist guy, but generally tattoos that are supposed to look like photographs almost always turn out yeah. poorly. I, I would not advocate them, uh, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not the worst photographic tattoo I've ever seen. That said, I think it's pretty regrettable. Also, is it on his calf? Is that where this I is? I think it's on his calf. Yeah. Uh, and that's what everybody wants to hear about their tattoo. It's not the worst tattoo I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, no more wearing shorts, I guess. Yep. Uh, we've, we've spoken at length about the, uh, the, the ongoings in Virginia from the abortion bill issue to the racism, the alleged racism of the governor who, uh, who, who wore blackface or a KKK costume in his yearbook and all this. And it, it seems like everybody's just trying to ride out that storm. Like it's basically over. It's out of the news cycle now, whatever, except for his wife, Ralph Northam's wife has decided either through deliberate action or through targeted reporting. I'm guessing it's the latter through targeted reporting that she's going to make this situation worse. So <laughs> apparently yeah. this is the allegation from the Washington post and the Huffington post and others, Virginia first lady, Pam Northam uh, was showing students. A, she, she was giving a, a, a governor's mansion tour to 20 teens who had served as pages in the Virginia state Senate. She was reportedly showing these kids a cottage on the mansion grounds that once served as a kitchen. She held up samples of tobacco and cotton and described the lives of the enslaved workers who once harvested the crops. She then gave the cotton to two of the young people who, along with one other, were the only black people in the group and asked them to imagine what it must have been like to pick the crops all day. This according to the mother of one of the pages who is upset about the interaction. Is that uh, our only verification of the story? It's just from what the mom of one of the kids <sighs> says. So I almost guarantee this is mischaracterized. That said, this is your party, lady. You guys yeah. are Democrats. You've cultivated this 
race huckstering. I, I, I have no sympathy for people who have participated in building this culture, falling on that sword like that. Yeah. Sorry. Even if you're getting mistreated, this is what you built. Enjoy it. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. I don't know. I just about this because even if that's true, I'm still kind of like, eh. it's it, just it's tone hard. deaf. It's hard to imagine her taking cotton and deliberately picking out black students and saying, back then you would have been a slave picking <laughs> this up. Yeah, I don't know. And this know. was in it. the midst of the other controversy, right? February this 21st. allegedly happened February 21st, so a week and change ago. That'd be extraordinarily stupid. I'm skeptical. Yeah, I, I, there's no way to verify. We don't have footage or a recording or anything like that. Uh, this, this story of what happened at a daycare in St. Louis, my God. Uh, there's a daycare that's under fire for surveillance footage that has emerged of a teacher throwing a three-year-old girl across the room, splitting her head open. Oh, my God. The child was sent to the hospital and the teacher told the parents she fell. Uh, the daycare never, the daycare facility never actually res- reviewed the footage until the, the family, as far as I can tell, basically made them or they, they had them review this as part of investigation of the case. So check out this news story. It happened here at Brighter Day Preschool, where the director waited a reported five days before looking at the video you're about to see. Friday, February 1st, a three-year-old child's head split open at daycare. An ambulance took her to the hospital where she had seven stitches. This daycare surveillance shows what happened. You can see the girl appears calm and contained, standing in the same area by a chair for two minutes before a teacher walks across the room towards her grabs her arm, drags her, and throws her against a cabinet. The teacher then reportedly sent this note home to parents saying she fell. One of the more egregious aspects of this case is that the daycare director told the family that she did not watch the surveillance tape until the family was with her. She said that was five days later when the child's relative recorded this off the surveillance monitor with her cell phone. You can hear her shock when she sees it was not an accident as reported. The daycare could have reviewed hmm. that footage at any time. Just a oh ridiculous case. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say about that. By the way, I want to note, too, they said that the, the, the daycare worker reported that she fell. It says right in the note that they show, she fall. She fall. So the note is like written in ebonics. Oh she fall. God. What happened? She fall. Oh and, and if you're not, if you're listening, uh, if you're listening to the show as opposed to watching it. This is like a major wound on this child's head, like serious split right down the center of the forehead. Yep. And it's just, Oh, she fell over. Whoopsie. My God. And you watch the footage and she just chucks her across the room. Uh, there's also an update to that LA story. Uh, remember back in, was it in the fall sometime last year? Uh, There was that 92-year-old Mexican man who was beaten with a brick in Los Angeles. And trusty news outlets like the Young Turks immediately blamed Trump and uh, racist conservatives for the attack. And then it came out that the person who did this was known racist conservative. uh, Let's see. We'll pull it up here. Uh, Known racist conservative Lakeisha Jones. There she is. Big time MAGA fan Lakeisha Jones. Remember her? Oh, there goes Blonde as we speculated might happen. See if we can get her back. Uh, but yeah, if you're interested, Oh, now you're back. You, I lost God, you for a I second. I don't know what's going on. Am I breaking up every few seconds? No, you, you just dipped out for like a moment. Hmm. 
we'll, we'll carry on. Anyway, as I was saying, remember the MAGA hat wearing uh, conservative Lakeisha Jones who attacks people uh, in the name of Trump. Uh, she attacked that Mexican, 92-year-old Mexican guy. When was this? Uh, I don't remember the story. It was, it was last year. It was oh. last year. Anyway, if you're interested in the update, she gets a uh, she gets 15 years in prison now for um, for elder abuse, felony elder abuse is what she was charged with in December, and now she's going to prison for 15 years, Damn. beating up that guy. Uh, and lastly, give me the update on the um, on uh, on the, the Washington Post correcting its Covington story. I mean, as ter- as as far as retractions go, this was a pretty comprehensive retraction. I kind of couldn't hmm. believe it when I was reading it. Um, do you have the article up? Yeah, I do. Okay, Washington Post article, first post is online January 19th, reported on a January 18th incident at the Lincoln Memorial. Subsequent reporting, a student statement and additional video allow for a more complete assessment of what occurred, either contradicting or failing to confirm accounts provided in that story, including that Native American activist Nathan Phillips was prevented by one student from moving on and that his group had been taunted by the students in a lead up to the encounter and that the students were trying to instigate a conflict. Um, Then they talk about uh, the stolen valor claims. Um, This is the best we can hope for in terms of retractions, but they are just doing this because he initiated the lawsuit, the $250 million lawsuit. Have they admitted that? I mean, you just put it together, but uh, the Washington Post hasn't said that, have they? No, but of course that's why they're doing it. Yeah, I'm not they're doubting. They're doing this I'm of just, their own accord. I'm just curious if they openly acknowledge, but I guess for oh, no. legal reasons, they probably wouldn't. Mm-mm. All right, yeah, we'll see how this goes. I mean, recall that the lawsuit is, what, $250 million in a defamation suit uh, on behalf of Nick Sandman and other Covington kids. So we'll see yeah. how this develops. Uh, and it appears the Washington Post is uh, maybe a little bit nervous. You got to wonder if, if, if they had to, if they were to deny that it was prompted by the lawsuit, like we're discussing, why would you wait until March 1st to right. issue this when all the facts have been in place for what, like a month now? None of this information is really new. It's not like they were presented with new information mm-hmm. the other day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's, um, let's hop into Trump news because uh, it was a big week for the president, a lot going on. Recall a few weeks ago that um, that Hayden Williams, there was this gentleman named Hayden Williams who was uh, working for Turning Point USA and was punched by a random guy at UC Berkeley. And this is all on footage. We'll take a look in a moment in case you haven't seen it. These, these two guys attack Hayden for supposedly promoting violence on campus, even though he's just promoting Turning Point USA and trying to talk about conservative values. All right. Uh, and, and this, so these two guys walk up and they just hit his phone out of his hand and, and one of them punches him in the face, uh, blackening his eye. This is just a, a, I don't know, it's a really rough sucker punch, but here's what yeah. the attack looked like in case you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, right. can you right, explain what you're fucking uh, yeah, doing? You're not videoing me. All right, well, we're in public, so I'm, I'm just going to video it for my own safety because you seem really erratic. You are fucking encouraging violence. No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't give me a fucking video tape. You're a fucking. Here and here's the punch that blackened his eye. Race a little difference. 
Or as CNN reports it currently in the context of the president's remarks, uh, Hayden Williams, who was allegedly punched in the face at UC Berkeley. By the way, we've got a picture of him being punched punched in the face, which also says alleged attack (laughs) right below it. So, you know, don't get me wrong. I I guess if you want to say alleged political motive even that's pretty clear in the footage but uh, how was he allegedly punched in the face like that's there's a picture that's incontrovertible (laughs) evidence i can't i who at cnn is putting the picture that i don't it's hard to argue that this is anything other than pure propaganda but whatever Um, anyway, this is all the context to, uh, there's more, I should say, before we get to the president, um, the, the we were all wondering about the arrest mm-hmm. cause it's been like a week and change. They, right, the right. cops said they had an ID on who did it, but they didn't release the identity and there had been no arrest. Well, that has changed. This guy's name is Zachary Greenberg. He's a 22-year-old who formerly worked at UC Berkeley, according to the school, but he's not a current student there, according to what I've seen. Hmm. So it's unclear why he's what's he's doing. Out, what, yeah, what is he doing? Walking around with a backpack. I, I don't know. Not clear what he's doing there, but but he was there. He's charged with uh, assault with a deadly weapon and attempting to cause great bodily injuries. Currently being held on thirty thousand dollars bail and is scheduled to appear in court on Monday. That's a lot so, of bail. Uh, yeah, I would imagine this is going to be a pretty serious charge, and we'll find out more information potentially tomorrow. This is all the context to Trump speaking at CPAC over the weekend. And in a surprise move, at least I didn't know this was going to happen when I was watching the speech, he brings up Hayden Williams to the stage, whose eye is still a little discolored. And Trump lets him speak for a minute, and then Trump announces that he's going to sign an executive order requiring universities to uphold and protect free speech on campus if they want to receive federal money. So here's the president. We reject... Oppressive speech codes, censorship, political correctness, and every other attempt by the hard left to stop people from challenging ridiculous and dangerous ideas. Instead, we believe in free speech, including online and including on campus. And by the way, there's a young gentleman with us today. I turned on my television the other day and i saw somebody that was violently punched in the face and i said that's disgusting yeah. by a bully i'd like to do a lot of things but of course we would never do that because if i ever said violence they would say donald trump attacked no 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 just for the media i'm sure he's a lovely young man just had a little temper tantrum the man's name is hayden williams <laughs> hayden come up here please come up. There's so many conservative students across the country who are uh, facing discrimination, harassment, and worse if they if they dare to speak up on campus. So I'm glad that we could uh, we could you know bring this to the forefront. And uh, I'd just like to say you know if these uh, socialist progressives had their way, they would put our constitution through through the paper shredder in a heartbeat. Ladies and gentlemen, he took a hard punch in the face for all of us. Today, I'm proud to announce that I will be very soon signing an executive order requiring colleges and universities to support free speech if they want federal research. 
so Trump didn't elaborate on this. And obviously, this is a move that I would support. I guess I'm unclear on why this is even necessary, particularly at a, a public university like UC Berkeley. Why are they? I'm not prepared to blame them for the assault. That said, UC Berkeley has had all kinds of problems with protecting free speech in the past. They're a public institution in the United States of America. Why would an executive order be necessary to get them to uphold the First Amendment it is of the United States necessary. Constitution? And, and they are partially responsible because they've created this kind of environment where leftists feel like they can get away with anything there. The and, police and get, clearly aren't going to do anything about it. We've seen that before. The specifics I'm curious about, too, like what what is the president's policy going to look like? What does upholding free speech mean? Right. Do, I don't think that it's reasonable to say that UC Berkeley. I'd be careful with my words here because I I want them to respond to cases like that and arrest guys like Zachary Greenberg, who who are clearly committing crimes, and they've done that in this case. It looks like he's going to have some kind of justice levied upon him. That said, how does UC Berkeley stop that from happening? You know, like, should UC Berkeley be punished for what just happened? And in this case, I'd say, but how? Like, how? What? What did UC Berkeley do that was wrong? No, it's it's this it's this history of not allowing conservatives to speak having these events that are just crazy Antifa brawls. Uh, that, yeah. that chick, Kayla, that got maced, didn't that happen at Berkeley? That was, um, gosh, what was her name? I just used it the clip Kayla something, video recently. I think. No, it's... Um, she was in Hoax. Maybe it. that's why I just thought about this. It's Kiara Robel. That is right. Robles yeah, Robles. Kiara. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Kiara. Yeah. yeah. Uh, things like that have been happening um, on leftist college campuses, especially since 2016. And... Antifa just goes in there and they're like, oh, I'm going to face no repercussions for any kind of violent action that I take here. It'll be totally fine. So he was emboldened I, by that. I'm not so going to say that it, they're responsible. They're solely responsible. You know, individuals are responsible for their actions. But like, come on, if you're going to punch a conservative anywhere and be safe, it's going to be Berkeley. Yeah, I, well, I'm a, I agree with the spirit. I suppose I just don't understand how you write a policy. Like, what do you yeah. tell Berkeley to do that says, OK, this is what you have to do to get federal research money or not. I, I'll be interested. Again, it's not that I oppose the move. I, I want all public institutions, especially to uphold free speech. I just don't know what the requirement would look like, I suppose. Um, yeah, that's true. How would you even, how, how is he going to do that? What would that entail? I mean, they're I, going I to know. have to allow all speakers. I mean, I'm sure that's going to be some sort of clause, right? And they've done, I mean, UC Berkeley's done all kinds of underhanded crap in the past where they agree to let speakers come and then they say, well, just kidding, the security is going to cost a prohibitive amount that you have to pay. And then people pay it and then they up it again. There's a, there's all kinds of like underhanded stuff that they do like that. Mm -hmm. But you sort of have to read between the lines in those cases as yeah. opposed to just saying you will not do X. So I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just curious about what this is going to look like specifically and we'll see if it does any good obviously we've got a significant problem with violent response to speech on college campuses yeah mm. uh, but i digress in the interest of time uh trump uh so the other the other big thing going on this week for trump is is talking to kim jong-un again in vietnam about denuclearization and the talks, I haven't read that much about the story this week. I haven't paid a ton of attention to it, to be honest. But the talks fell apart. Trump just up and left the table, from what I understand. So Right. And it seems like he is being supported by, by virtually everybody. I was reading stuff hmm. that 
Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi said about this. And I totally agreed with them. I'm like, what is wow. happening here? I couldn't believe it. Yeah. You know who hated it was your guy, Ben Shapiro. He was uh, ripping what, it all. What week. did he want? Uh, well, he was he was saying uh, that basically Trump's um, strategy of like praising Trump, of Kim all the time, praising Kim and saying nice things about him was a high risk, high reward uh, strategy. And so far, it's been a total failure. Uh, it hasn't. I don't know. I didn't completely agree because even though I'm not yeah. an expert on this issue, it does seem to me that while we didn't get anything, ta any tangible gain this time, it still seems like we're in a better position with North Korea than we have been historically. And, and he's oh, sorry, I may interrupt you. Go ahead. Well, whether whether it whether the lack of nuclear testing is just circumstantial or because of Trump's negotiations, we're we're seeing less missile testing from North Korea. We're seeing them willing to talk about things that we haven't seen that before, uh, or at least you know in, in the Kim right. Jong Un era. Um, he's egomaniacal because he's been told his entire life that he is the sun and the moon and the god of these people, and he needs to be finessed. His ego needs to be finessed. Tr Trump yeah. understands that. Uh, he's also mesmerized by Western popular culture, which gives Trump a competitive edge, I think. I know that. I've seen the interview. That's one of the movies I've seen. Uh, I actually have not seen that. I heard <laughs> it's it was terrible. Don't watch it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that by by praising him, it's a it's a diplomatic tactic that I'm fine with. Like, what is he supposed to do? Shit all over him and then go and meet? Well, he a, did that. That's the interesting thing about yeah. Trump is he'll like belittle someone and then build them up. I mean, remember yeah. when it was Little Rocket Man and yeah, he will yeah. face one of my all time favorite Trump moments to this day. I wish I had the clip, but Trump says if Kim messes around, he will face uh, something like hell and fire, the likes of which the world has never seen. Was it fire and, and fury? Fire and fury. Yeah. And the reporter asks, well, what would possibly be worse than, and then Trump said worse than that actually. And the reporter says, what would be worse than fire and fury, the likes of which the world has ever seen. And he just goes, you'll see, <laughs> you'll see. And then he walked away. Yeah. It was like the best, <laughs> apparently, apparently yeah. worse than fire and fury, the likes of which the world has never seen is letting him off the hook for the auto warm beer <laughs> thing, which yeah, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of he has clarified a little bit, but that was the big controversy coming out of this was there was a press conference afterward after Trump just leaves the table. Well, I, we should say before I move on. So what specifically led him to just pack up? Why did he just leave? Why did he say I'm not doing this anymore? And he just well, failed. he offered to dismantle his main nuclear facility. I don't know if I'm saying this correctly. Yongbyon. I'm, I'm probably butchering that in exchange for the U.S. dropping sanctions. But Trump uh, presented evidence that there's an additional, probably several additional secret nuclear sites. And um, he seemed to have been surprised <laughs> by this. Mm. He's like, well, I, I guess I, I guess he didn't know. I didn't know about that. Mm. Um, so Trump just kind of walked away. He's like, we're going to need we're going to need more concessions from you. Yeah. Um, but I guess the most surprising thing about this is that he's being praised by the left. I'm not entirely sure what their angle is, but um. Chuck Schumer said, uh, I think it was a few days ago, President Trump did the right thing by walking away and not cutting a poor deal for the sake of a photo op. I mean, that's an underhanded way to say that Trump does things for trivial reasons. But I, I'm agreeing with, you know, most people that are like, yeah, he was he was right to walk away from this. And, and I appreciate that he can walk away. I do. Hmm. What do you think? Well, it depends. I'm going to operate on the assumption. I think walking away is in pursuit of future 
ongoing negotiations. Now, the White House is saying now they have no plans to. Kim himself, Kim Jong-un, has said, eh, maybe we're, we're leaving the door open. So Kim Jong-un and North Korea have not shut the door on negotiations. If this was the end, I'd be underwhelmed because, yeah, we have maybe beneficial relations, I suppose. Maybe we have the groundwork for a good deal, but we don't yeah. have the deal. And all we've done now is kind of, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm willing to give Trump a lot of, of leeway on negotiation tactics in pursuit of a good end, but I don't see the good end just yet. And if all we get is tactics that include, like, you know, saying it's fine to murder our citizen, which isn't quite what he said, but, you know, I don't. Uh, he's, it's, we, we'll get to the clip, but Trump says but what, something. What to incentive the do of, they have to relinquish their nuclear arsenal? I mean, I, I just, I'm not really sure what's in it for them everybody's like well they could be westernized like he's never like kim jong-un has never been exposed to westernization he went to a a boarding school in switzerland like he knows what this is all about this is not his first exposure to the western world um so i really am not sure why they would do that and then after watching what we did to Gaddafi, you know strip them of their nuclear arsenal and then drag him you know laugh while he's dragged through the street and sodomized with a knife to death I mean, yeah he's probably marco rubio was like, uh, uh, go fuck was tweeting that out about uh, maduro too really <laughs> if you saw that yeah marco rubio took a bunch of heat for tweeting out a picture of gaddafi's death and oh saying like check this out maduro <laughs> or something like that i don't want to oh. totally mischaracterize it but yeah that was pretty controversial um, I hate to sympathize with a, a North Korean dictator, but I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm doing that. Like, he's a real piece of shit. Well, I like, do, I understand why. And I do get it that you're going to have to give him some incentive. If if the goal is to help the North Korean people, you're going to have to, and you don't want war to do that. Right. You don't want to just go in there and blow up the Kim regime and, and start over. You're going to have to give Kim himself some incentive to make these things happen. And sometimes that goes along with playing playing nice and and saying things that maybe right, you don't but even really what mean. possible but, incentive could entice them to do this i don't know that's why i don't get paid the big bucks at the state department or maybe that's why else, i don't you know? care that he kind of walked away from this because i'm like this is an act of futility the fact the very fact that we're even talking to them is shocking to me and that in yeah, and of itself and I, is kind and of and i do win. think that is an achievement and trump trump uh, references in some of his discussion too look i got uh, the prisoners out and you know there's there's been a series of of smaller scale achievements with the north korean negotiations it's not a total it's not absolute it's not absolutely nothing that said i don't know that the gains offset some of the things that are being said and the, the, to get to the to the auto warm beer clip this was hugely controversial this week trump being asked by reporters if kim jong-un is personally responsible for otto warmbier's death and and trump basically lets him off the hook discussing what happens here's the clip you have a personal relationship and i believe uh, vice president pence does with the family of otto warmbier Uh, i'm wondering um you've talked about this week's uh about Kim Jong-un being my friend, you called him on Twitter, you said you have a great relationship. Have you in Singapore or here confronted Kim Jong-un about Otto Warmbier's death? I have. Asked him to take responsibility. What did he say to you? And why do you call him your friend? I have. I really don't think it was in his interest at all. I know the Warmbier family very well. I think they're an incredible family. I really believe something very bad happened to him, and I don't think that the top leadership knew about it. I don't believe that he would have allowed that to happen. Just wasn't to his advantage to allow that to happen. Those prisons are rough. They're rough places and bad things happened. But I really don't believe that he was, uh, he, he, I don't believe he knew about it. Did did he say, did he tell you that he did not 
did Kim Jong-un tell you He felt badly about it. I did speak to him. He felt very badly. He knew the case very well, but he knew it later. And, you know, you got a lot of people, a big country, a lot of people. And in those prisons and those camps, you have a lot of people. And some really bad things happened to Otto. Some really, really bad things. Why, why are you but he public? tells me, he tells me that he didn't know about it. And I will take him at his word. Oh, shut up, Dad. Dad, shut up. I think that's what really sticks with people. And it does kind of bug me, too. I will take him at his word. Hmm. I mean, I having mean, an American prisoner that it, that's highly publicized, that is a big, that was a big deal to him. It is hard to believe that a guy who's got iron-fisted control over literally everything had no knowledge no. of what was happening and is, is regretful about it. And even if he didn't have knowledge of that, he knows how these prison camps are operated. Yeah. Like, people are getting tortured and beaten, which they almost certainly are. And then somebody yeah. gets some major head injury. Is, is it even clear what happened to him? I don't know. I, I don't. It was traumatic injury of some kind, but I and don't know. He had no know. teeth. I mean, it was really, really bad. He, it seemed like he had been deprived of oxygen for a long time. He was mm. practically brain dead by the time he got yeah. back here. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not saying like I personally I think he personally tortured him or anything like that. On the other hand, even though this was so cringy to watch and it was just foot and mouth all over the place. I think that in Trump's mind, he's like, I got to get on his good side. Um, and I don't yeah. really want to nuke, no pun intended, these deals because of one person. That's probably what he's thinking. I don't I know. Yes, but and I, I like I said, I'm trying to give as much leeway in negotiation tactic as I can. But when it comes at what appears to be throwing American citizens under the bus, particularly one who was murdered by a foreign regime, yeah. I gotta kind of draw the line there. Yeah, yeah. That said, I, yeah. I mean. I get it. This, these are words. He's, these are just words in the context of everything. It's, this is not, it's not like a Trump killed warm beer himself or something like that. Uh, it, what we're talking about is, is just, just words, but I think they're very poorly chosen. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I think that was one of the worst uh, PR moments he's had in a while. It was pretty bad. I mean, we didn't vote him in for his eloquence, although that's no excuse. Um hmm. I don't know. I kind of see both sides of this, but I did find it distasteful. I invite, and, and as always, you know, I invite being proved wrong. If, if this is in pursuit of some grand 40 chess move and, or, and it, it all ends up working out. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I'm just skeptical. I, I think, I don't know. I just, I, uh, yep. I didn't particularly like the move, but whatever. Uh, like I said, it, I, overall, I think we're in better shape still, even after walking away from the deal or the talks than, uh, than we have been previously. So, on that front, uh, I'm not I'm not super critical. Oh, Sticks uh, is in our chat. Hey, Sticks, it's probably time for your quarterly quarterly interview, right? Oh yeah, we we should uh, we should uh, have him on. And I was um I was I was on Decenter.com earlier today. We'll talk about it in a moment because I was setting up to talk about this Vice article about Decenter and how it's the platform of the right wing or whatever. But you go to Decenter.com, Gab's website right now. What's up? What's up there? Front and center sticks his big face with his video about Decenter. So that, very that was good. pretty cool to see. Very good. Let's be very quick about the last piece of presidential news before we get to Alex Jones and Joe Rogan later. God. Do we have to? <laughs> Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, is uh, he's he's on Capitol Hill. He's testifying before Congress in what are assuredly uh, nothing but uh, nothing but the truth this time. I'm told we're supposed to believe everything he says. Even like, I'm he's supposed about to, to care to about this. Before the show, I linked Skag to this Guardian article that's like Cohen admitted horrible things, but I'm so tired of talking about this. It's like if they're getting Trump fatigue on the left, and they've definitely overplayed their hand. I don't care about any of this. 
I watch like clips of it. It's like, am I supposed to believe this guy after all of this? Am I, am I supposed to take what he says at face value? Seriously. The other before we move on to, I realized we did not read the tr- the president's tweets, which might be uh, fair to him in his auto warm beer comments because oh, he whoops. did attempt to clarify. So I feel like in the interest of uh, oh, you're totally right. Um, being he honest, said his we should read those. Were misinterpreted by the media. I never like being misinterpreted, but especially when it comes to auto warm beer and his great family. Remember, I got auto out along with three others. The previous administration did nothing, and he was taken on their watch. That's true. Of course, I hold North Korea responsible for auto's mistreatment and death. Most important, auto warm beer will not have died in vain Otto and his family have become a tremendous symbol of strong passion and strength mm. which will last for many years into the future i love Otto and think of him often that doesn't really change anything for me i don't know yeah uh yeah plus all of this could still be true without saying what he said yeah, yeah. you know i don't i don't know how what he said is in pursuit of what he's describing here but uh, but fair enough. As I said, I invite being proved wrong. Listen, if you, if this is some grand negotiation strategy to to fix this whole issue, and there are no more autos in the future, fair enough. You done good. Uh, so, go go prove them all wrong. I look forward to that. Well, there would be no autos in the future if people would not go to North Korea for any reason. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what are you doing, bro? I got to question that decision too. Yeah, that that doesn't mean that what happened to him is okay. But yeah, I would never go, and I would never uh, send my son to go either. Absolutely not. That's yeah. insane. Uh, I guess okay. We're talk uh, about Michael Cohen thing. Do we have any clips on this? Any video clips? Yeah, or- I, I just want to talk about Elijah Cohen or Elijah Cohen, Elijah Cummings, uh, <laughs> before we wrap up. But that's because you know he's got the the skies falling talk about about uh, Michael Cohen. So give me the summary of what Michael Cohen said, which I is mean, all BS except for he submitted some evidence of of what leftists care about. I guess I mean they care about this thirty five thousand dollar check, whatever. I mean we already knew this. And then on Russia, he said, "quote." Questions have been raised about whether I know of direct evidence that Mr. Trump, I hate it when they call him Mr. Trump. He's your president, President Trump, okay, or his campaign colluded with Russia. I do not, and I want to be clear, but I have my suspicions. I thought this was such horseshit. The left was going crazy about this. It's like he just said, no, but I have and, my suspicions. And his and suspicions he knows are everything even more everything. worthless than his word, which has been yeah. proven to be worthless. I'm like, this means nothing. He um, knows everything about the president's every single action yeah really he so continued, yeah if he doesn't have specific evidence it's absurd sometimes in the sometime in the summer of 2017 i read all over the media that there had been a meeting in trump tower in june 2016 involving don don jr and others from the campaign with russians including representative of the russian government and an email set up the meeting with the subject line dirt on hillary clinton this none of this is new information i don't care i don't care about any of this um and then the other stuff people were talking about um, during his opening statement before House Oversight Committee on Wednesday, uh, Cohen blasted the president as racist, a con, and a cheater, mm. and accused the president of knowing about the release of the hacked DNC emails ahead of time, reimbursing him for hush money payments, $35,000 to cover up his affair. Also, don't care about that. And indirectly telling him to lie. Indirectly telling him. At- yeah. <laughs> okay. He implied it. Yeah, to lie okay. about the Trump Tower Moscow project. I just don't care about any of these things. Even the WikiLeaks thing, he knew ahead of time. Like, what is he supposed to do? He's a separate entity from Assange. Uh, I, like, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, first even, of all, don't believe that he knew ahead of time. Assange wouldn't implicate him. He wouldn't be like, hey, guess what I'm going to, why? Right, he he, even, to but to your point, even knowing ahead of time isn't inherently criminal, let alone bad. Uh, What's he going to do? You'd have to coordinate. Yeah, I guess the obligation would have been to tell the FBI or something, but they couldn't have stopped him anyway. Right. The real criminal act would be coordinating. 
coordinating right, right. and like actually doing the hacking yourself, that sort of thing. WikiLeaks is but, set up in such a way that any government is not going to be able to stop them from releasing hacked documents. They just can't. Hmm. The United States government couldn't have done anything to intercept that, I don't think. Well, the big the big criminal issue they're focusing on is the hush money payments to uh, Karen McDougal and Stormy Daniels. And this is, I guess, this is where they're making their criminal allegation because the only tangible tangible evidence that uh, Michael Cohen submitted is checks written personally to him from Donald Trump that are repayments for the hush money payments that went to these two women. And the idea here is that this is an in-kind campaign contribution. So it was a de facto campaign contribution that was never reported to the FEC and so that would be a violation of campaign finance law, which how, good luck how, if you... That is such a stretch for me because it, it was to improve his reputation of being a womanizer and a serial, you know, cheater. Um, anybody that has done anything to... Any politician that has done anything to improve their reputation, any, any hookers they've paid off, any of their mistresses, which is like all of them. Uh, are going to be subject to any kind of precedent they set here. So they need to be very careful about how they act. Yeah, well, you don't have to persuade me because I could care less about this whole issue, but you got to persuade over, uh, House Oversight Committee Chairman Elijah Cummings, who says to reporters, yes, this is definitely evidence that Trump committed a crime. And by the way, historians are going to talk about this day in 200 years. Here, here he is. Do you believe that the president committed a crime while in office? Based on what, looking at the text and listening to um, Mr. Cohen, it appears that he did. Today, I think, was a very important day. I tell my staff that 200 years from now, people will be reading about this moment. So I will say to you, the press, get it right. Yeah, press, make sure to upsell how important of a story <laughs> this is, because you guys never talk about... Trump's campaign finance violations and Russian collusion and it's all so that. so absurd. And that, this so, is why I mentioned the Guardian article, because this serial hyperbole is what has led to people being totally burned out. If something ever actually happened with this, it would just, people would just be, I don't, I don't care anymore. Yeah. So <laughs> go ahead, file, uh, file the articles of impeachment in the House over, uh, mind you, again, criminal allegation here is not Russian collusion. It's campaign finance violation it's made a campaign contribution that you didn't report to the federal election commission big whoop impeach him i want to watch it go for it yeah go for it let's move on because nobody wants to talk about no one wants to hear us talk about this including us including ourselves i know let's take the outline i'm like oh i don't want to i feel an obligation to because it's major news but you know whatever uh Let's take a brief break before we hop into what everybody wants to hear about and what I want to talk about, which is Alex Jones on Joe Rogan. Let's take a quick break <laughs> sure. beforehand. Jay Edgar. Hey, guys, driving. Can't watch live tonight. So here's a bribe to see if Blonde will come on my podcast, Ed's World, sometime in April. Take care and have a great show. Sure. Well, sure. That, that's fine. All sure. Can I talk? It's not even eight o'clock yet. We're not even one hour in. I know. Uh, mm. I'm pretty dumb. Super wrong thing. I won't be able to see the show live. So here's a joke I heard this week. Men are from Mars. Women are from B Venus. All other genders were pulled from Uranus. Have a great week. <laughs> all right, that, was, that was all right. It was pretty good. Yeah. Sushi face. Thank you, Matt and Blonde, for giving this Swedish guy his sanity safe space. You make me both laugh and think. I can't thank you enough for the endless entertainment, but I feel like it's time I pay you back. Thank you so much. It's crazy. People in other countries watch this. I know. Thanks for tuning in. Nicholas Leroux, white people are forced to fund countless Africanized ghettos like Baltimore while providing for millions of mestizos that fly the flags of their fathers as they tread on ours. Diversity 
is a curse. No comment. Banned for hate speech. I know. My braids agree with you, though. Uh, Robert <laughs> yeah, Norman. I forgot those are racist, too. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Norman says, keep up the videos. Thank you. Micro Colonel Matt and I once made love in Iran, and President Donald J. Trump came to our defense. If you know what I mean, that was both political and super gay. King Lenny hmm. found the show on the Podcast Republic app. Do you, hmm. do you know this app? I'm not familiar with it at all, Neither. but glad you found it. I left the first review on there for you guys. Awesome. Oh, cool. Thank you. Boogeyman917, thanks as always for providing the sanity safe space from those evil globalists. We'll mm. talk about these evil globalists in just a minute. Yeah, that, that, wasn't, was, that wasn't bad. That was decent. Yeah. Yeah. Not as good as my bench bureau impression. Um, <laughs> Joshua, hey guys, living in yeah. super rural Alaska makes you feel like you miss a lot, but you two do a great uh, do a great job at keeping me and friends in the loop. Thank you, Joshua. Thanks I, for I bet that in. would be cool living in rural Alaska. Damn. Um, Nala Black. I've never been to Alaska. I'd love to go. Me neither. I want to go on an Alaskan cruise. That would mm. be sweet. Uh, Nala Black. I've seen the dark universe yawning where the black planets roll without aim, where they roll in their horror unheeded without knowledge or luster or name. Mm. Peasant says, hi, objectively best podcast duo. Thank you. I thought Ooh. I'd ask your thoughts on simply not taxing services that people want to subsidize. Say medicine, since the government has to pay people to use tax money to pay for a taxed service. Love you guys. Huh. Uh, I'm trying to follow. It's difficult for me to follow that on the spot. Not taxing to, services that are already subsidized? Uh, say medicine, since the government has to pay people to use tax money to pay for a tax service. Do you want to read it while I read the next Tell one? Tell you what, can, can you save that in the notes and we could address it on the Wednesday stream? Because I just need to sure. read it and think about it a little bit more. It's a little I'll too complex up. for my simple mind right now. Peasant, we will give you a more involved answer on the Wednesday And show. end of the Wednesday stream, yeah. Um, Rainier Chen, hi guys, what do you think of the left's reason for rejecting the free speech executive order? Or what do you think their reason will be? My bet's on it being an infringement on academic freedom. Have yeah, nice probably. One. Something paradoxical yeah, yeah. like that. I've not seen a lot of the responses. And I suppose it's hard to until some of those details that we were talking about come out because I'll have to see the specifics to understand exactly what what it is that he's calling for here. That dead eye guy. Hey, guys, long time. No talk. Been hella busy with work and school. Can't even get a damn video out. What's your take on the wow. crazies going after Terry Crews for daring to say that fatherhood is important? I'm ashamed that I am unfamiliar with this. Story. I haven't seen this at all, actually, so I, I can't opine. We're terrible. And he gave us money so we could be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Sorry. Dude. Uh, should we talk about this one on Wednesday, too? Yeah. Uh, he, he, he emails frequently. If he wants oh, us, okay. if he wants to fill us in, he can send us an email. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. Edward Denham says, do you have any advice on how or where and where I can connect with people who share my beliefs? My family doesn't, and I literally don't have any friends. Thank you both for fighting hmm. so hard. That's tough. Um, check the, check friends. the spreadsheet and see if there's anyone in your area who listens to the show. That's point one. Um, um point I two have a network of friends here and they all hmm. met each other through Instagram. Yeah, whatever you I would say find yeah, maybe it's maybe it's like hobby related things like you could do on Instagram or something. Find a hobby that you're passionate about and connect with people yeah. that way. Of course, that doesn't necessarily solve the problem if you have political uh conflict with people. I'm sorry about your family. But, that's a that's tough. That's tough. But uh but yeah, that that would be my suggestion. Clubs, interests, find find people that you have something in common with and build from there. Agreed. Jay says, I went to a dragon boat racing event this weekend. That is truly the whitest activity out there. Some Asians were there too, but I think intersectionality considers them white now. You're next. Well. You're next in the box <laughs> hit piece. You are. Um, and that miniature guy. 
Uh, Nate says, love the show as always. Blonde, love your hair. You're looking fabulous tonight. I got such positive feedback about my AOC video and my hair, half the comments are about my hair that now I'm like taking my braid game up a notch. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing it. Uh, let's just do two more right now. Okay. I got like a million over on Streamlabs too. So we'll, we'll be brief and we'll get to Alex Jones. Yeah. But. Uh, Daniel Davis, what do you think about Nick Fuentes being kicked out of CPAC and banned and Laura Loomer and Faith Gold? Faith Gold oh, I didn't was hear banned? that. I being knew banned Loomer and did. refused press passes altogether. Loved it. I mean, that's horseshit. Nick Fuentes, I just think he is so funny. He's just so funny and smart and witty on the spot. Um, and so his commentary about getting kicked out of P a CPAC was hilarious. Oh, I didn't even I'm know that happened. I just heard happened. about Loomer. That was it. Um, I mean, this is all typical stuff. I kind of mm -hmm. see about Laura Loomer because she's always causing these massive disturbances. But Faith but Gold is she, a good girl. Did Loomer do anything in this case? I, I'm oh, not aware. I mean, this is all horseshit. I, I hmm. you know, I'm not surprised, but th they shouldn't be doing stuff like this. Didn't Ann Coulter? She wasn't invited this year. I don't know. I have no. Let knowledge. me know in the live chat if that's true. I might be wrong hmm. about that. Um, last one for right now, and then we'll circle back. Quantum football. Elizabeth Zimmerman wrote the most influential knitting books of the 20th century, and her first edition said that knitting was for whites and crocheting was for <laughs> N words. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, fine. Vo Vox has a point. Then I'm just going to get through a couple over on Streamlabs. Be quick. Uh, Don, Don tread on me says, I would like to see Trump slow down on creating laws and work toward cutting back on federal government power. The federal government should not have a day to day impact on our lives. Thoughts. Keep up the excellent work. Y'all. I agree hundred percent. Oh yeah. I wish, I wish that would happen, but, uh, it tends not to be the way the federal government in particular trends yeah, or the, really any government. The things that should be in the purview of the federal government are like 1% of their current responsibilities. Yeah. yeah. Which we'll talk about, especially as it relates to guns, uh, in the second hour here. Irish Nat says, uh, Matt saddens me last week that you just brushed off New Jersey taking Trump off their voting ballot. Uh, we need, you need to stamp out the embers before they become control wildfires. Do you want more Desmonds? This is how we get more Desmonds. I am, I'm aware of this. Here's the deal though. Uh, one, as a practical matter, I'm not sure it's going to matter that much. New Jersey's not going to vote for Trump. That doesn't make it okay, but it does mean the practical effect is minimized. But secondarily, Listen, states are going to handle elections the way that they want. I, I wholeheartedly disagree with what they're doing, which as far as I understand is I forget the me I forget the mechanism by which they're trying to remove him. But that said, states handle these elections. I don't want the federal government to go into New Jersey and control all of this stuff. If New Jersey wants to be moronic, New Jersey can be moronic. And that's a problem for New Jersey to solve. But. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to say this is a non-issue, but it is New Jersey's issue, and it's, they're going to vote for whoever it's going to... Maybe they vote for Cory Booker. We'll see. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. And, and that wouldn't change regardless of what this policy is. But, uh, but yeah, point taken, and, and if you're in New Jersey, uh, I hope that this gets turned around. Uh, Larkin Chu says, Matt and I once made love. I'm well aware he carries one in the chamber, and I racked the slide to his Glock anyway. Well, I don't carry a Glock. Uh, and he double tapped me center mass, if you know what I mean. The neighbors complained because they all they heard was bang, bang, bang all night. Uh, thank you. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna move into Alex Jones. I'll get back to the rest of the Streamlabs later. But in the interest of talking Alex Jones, which of course I want to do, we'll move to that. Uh, we mentioned it at the top of the show, but but Alex Jones makes his grand reappearance on uh, on Joe Rogan's podcast this week, and the numbers were massive. So just to yeah. speak again to the Streisand effect, the idea that will we ban Alex Jones off every social media platform under the sun, we'll just deperson him and he'll go away. Okay, I just looked at the numbers on Joe Rogan's show prior to the stream. It was sitting at <laughs> seven and a half million views 
230,000 upvotes. And by the way, the ratio wow. was quite good. Only about 5,000 downvotes. So even the people who hate Alex Jones mm -hmm. are not getting this thing you know, hated by everybody else. 120,000 people watching live that I saw earlier, as, as I mentioned. Um, and it's already the seventh most viewed Joe Rogan video ever. It's only behind wow. the massive ones like the Ben Shapiro interview and uh, some Neil deGrasse Tyson episodes. But it's been up for what, two or three days? This thing will probably, it, yeah. this thing will, might get up there. I think the number one Joe Rogan ever is like 20 million views. So this Who is, is a real, Who's his number. Do you know? I forget. I was looking earlier. Someone but, let me know in the live chat. I'm just curious. But it has a real chance of being the most viewed Joe Rogan podcast ever. Uh, that said, the content itself did not disappoint. So as we mentioned, it was, uh, I mean, Elon Musk, sorry. Oh, Elon Musk is the number one, right? Yeah. We're, with the smoking meme where he, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember now. That was earlier in the in the year, or you know, six. What was that? Six months ago, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Anyway, the content just didn't disappoint. They were talking about the abortion bills and whether or not the uh, these expansion of these expansion of abortion bills are pursuant to the harvesting of infant organs at the direction or the behest of alien or interdimensional things commanding this to happen. It got very conspiratorial. There was some flat Earth in the mix, and uh, and Alex Jones. I want to be fair to Eddie Bravo because Eddie Bravo was just kind of poking him to get him to react this way. So when they're talking about the abortion stuff, Eddie Bravo is going to deny uh, that that uh, like the Ralph Northam stuff is the case. He knows it's the case. He he admits later he's just kind of trolling, or at least that's what he says. Come but on, he, that's weak. He really gets Alex going. I can't I can't deny the effect. Yeah, but you effect. lose substance. It just becomes this theatrical performance when like. I can't even believe I'm saying this, but Alex Jones is right about a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of stuff. Well, uh, let's have a listen and we'll see what he's right about. error coming, yeah. the breakaway civilization. Oh, and I, I had to distort it too because apparently Joe Rogan's a copyright Nazi now. This, this thing was very difficult to get through the copyright Aww. bot on YouTube. So come on, Joe. Give us, a, give us a little hand, man. By the way, Joe's playing clips of stuff on his show all the time. He's doing the exact same thing, but now he's copyright botting everybody all right the deal's been made it's not okay. it's not in the third dimension they've made freaking deals with interdimensional aliens Aaron, i prove they're keeping babies alive and taking their organs how did you prove that I, I, they're admitting <laughs> it. jamie pulled some no, shit no, up no, on no, google no, they admit it now <clears throat> that's they're, you they're normalizing it no the fucking the governor listen, listen to me you really think <laughs> do you really think I There's people I out there campaigning <laughs> for late-term abortions. You think that shit's real? You the think Senate that shit's real? voted Monday to keep it legal. Who would do that? Are Who would do that? Who would campaign for that? They the most fucking did it. That Bravo. is the craziest and shit you ever. You can't fucking admit they're fucking killing already more kids. <laughs> so you're telling me it isn't real when they had a fucking vote in the goddamn fucking Senate? That's what a the conspiracy fuck? theory. I am ready to be sure. That's a conspiracy theory. You think just... you're fucking tough? You're about to get it. Bullshit! <laughs> They're killing already born babies. Stop fucking lying. God fucking damn it. I'm getting pissed now. Why are we debating whether the earth is flat? Dude, they're keeping... They have human-animal hybrids. There's the, the freaking... I have been there when people that work for the Pentagon say that they... We go to the laboratory and we meet with the ambassador. We have to take higher and higher doses to meet with them. They're giving us technology and the technology worked. I mean, this is going on. Dude, do you want to know this? Listen, relax. You think about Alex. space isn't real. The uh, freaking dimensions, <laughs> man. The aliens think are coming through the dimension. Look, here's We're the thing. Fine. Listen, I'm um, going to be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> <laughs> In that, 
No, no, no. That's going to be a soundbite. <laughs> They're going to put that to mariachi <laughs> music. Uh, I might have to use it. Elon Musk flamethrower to light the next joint. <laughs> That's one of the top moments in the history of Joe Rogan, I, I would yeah, assume. Yeah. I'm not the most accomplished listener or viewer, but... Uh, that's that's up there. The Alex Jones, I'm kind of retarded moment. Also, I don't the, know what the, to say. I just find him infectious and so likable. Like I, I just can't oh, believe everybody he's, hates his guts so much. Wildly entertaining. Yeah, yeah, I can't deny that at all. Yeah. And uh, the the underrated conspiracy theory they're talking about there too is space is fake. It's all a projection. Like space itself is fake. And the flat Earth stuff about how there's like a, a wall of ice in Antarctica, like a Game of Thrones style or something like that. They got it. They got into everything. Like you said, it's four and four. Is it four forty? Like four and a half hours or four twenty? Something like that. Yeah, and they're smoking it's, weed, right? Uh, Alex Jones does not. I think Joe is, but Alex is smoking only tobacco. Okay, but they're drinking so, for sure. Those I people are wasted. I don't think Alex did drink, but maybe I just missed it. I I don't know. I kind of had it on in the background while I was doing some other stuff. But it was, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if, you want, if you want four more hours of that, it's four more hours of that. And I was highly entertained the whole time. But what else was interesting about not only the podcast itself, not only the Streisand effect on full display, was that it corresponded with the release of this Dissenter app or this Dissenter plugin. I used the, the browser plugin from Gab, which, by the way, is a very innovative, ingenious idea. I think this is fantastic. If you're not aware, Gab, the people who make... Twitter for Nazis, as as it's been billed by every media outlet under the sun, the, the Twitter refuge for people who have been banned. They had this idea to create a browser plugin whereby every page on the internet will have a... What are you laughing at? I mean, it, it seems like he was definitely smoking. I'm looking at the live chat. And then somebody just said, this was a conversation between marijuana and cocaine. <laughs> yeah, well, one of the top comments was, uh, Alex Jones is not on cocaine. Cocaine is on Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the, the idea there, the idea with Gab here is that install this plugin. There's a comment section on every article, every YouTube video, everything ever, regardless of whether there's a co- actually a comment section on the page or not. And for whatever reason, I don't know if Joe usually does this or not because I don't listen live, but the live chat was disabled on the Joe Rogan podcast with Alex Jones. I wonder why. It probably would just go so fast it'd be pointless. Maybe, to... yeah, it's, maybe it's that. Maybe it's because Alex Jones is so inflammatory to people they just didn't want to deal with it. Whatever. You can still comment on the video. He didn't disable comments. But the point is this was an excellent test for uh, Gab's dissenter service. And, uh, and of course... Uh, so if you go if you go to the video itself, there was it was basically a live chat at the time. Like I, I saw a whole bunch of like big YouTubers in this de facto chat, oh, really? uh, hosted by Gab. This is looks like it's pretty successful right off the bat, and so you know that the hit pieces are going to come out to uh, to characterize this as like I said, it's it's Twitter for Nazis or it's comments for Nazis. So here's the Vice article: Users uh, of far right social network Gab can now comment on the entire internet. Um, and I, for whatever reason, the plugin itself doesn't appear on the screen share when I use it, but you can also go to dissenter.com, give you an idea of how this works. Go to dissenter.com and look at the page for this article, which, of course, by the way, does not have comments enabled anywhere. You can't comment on this vice hit piece about Gab, but you can go to Dissenter and talk about this article with everybody else on the internet, including Andrew Torba himself, the Gab uh, CEO guy who's commenting about this. And Look how massive these comment sections are, by the way. Andrew Torba's comment on this article on Dissenter 
has 2,000 upvotes. Vice is fake news from a guy. 1,000 upvotes. Being able to comment on the entire internet is literally Hitler, says a guy. 564 upvotes. This has got a lot of traffic right off the bat for supposedly just Twitter for Nazis. Yeah, I heard that leftists were saying that only 22,000 people use Gab, but it's like the first day it was 22,000 people using Dissenter. Yeah, this, uh, and I and I liked Gab. I, I um, the, the only knock I have on Gab is not their fault, and it's that there aren't a lot of leftists on Gab because they're all on Twitter because they're not banned. Yeah. So it's not Gab's fault that there aren't a lot of lefties saying crazy things that's fun to interact with. It's just the way the this is all developed. That was the best part of Twitter. Yeah. Like when I got blocked by Tess Holiday. This, so I give I give them credit for creating the Twitter alternative, of course. This yeah. in particular is a very innovative idea that has potential to change a lot of how the internet operates. This is a game changer, I think, because I, I read articles all the time that just make me furious and not being able to comment on yeah. them. I mean, it's just been so long since some of these um, sites have had comment sections that I've gotten kind of used to it. But now, and then when I heard about this, I'm like, how are they even going to do that? But it, it's kind of simple. It, it's it's it beautiful does, it in works, its simplicity, and it works. It works very easily. It's integrated with Gab itself. So if I like, if I want to comment, Vice sucks, uh, and uh, and and share to Gab. I don't know. I assume that works, but I can post that there. It posts right away. It'll share on my Gab account. People will probably say mean things to me over on Gab because it's all a bunch of Nazis anyway. But yeah, it works seamlessly, and uh, and and this seems like an awesome idea. The only question is, are the is it going to maintain like it, it like right now um it's a it's a browser extension on like firefox chrome all these browsers will they allow it will they ban it will you have to go to an alternative browser like brave or whatever know. else i mean what i can say about gab is that it has shown remarkable resiliency yes in the yeah, face yeah. of just so much pushback from everybody and so i am on board i'm like Whatever I can do to help out Dissenter, to help out Gab, Andrew Chorba, he's going to see this through. He is. Yeah, they've they've stood up to a lot of nonsense coming their way, and I appreciate that very much. I love in the uh, Vice article too. They're trying to paint all the the mean comments that people write on Vice about you know, or th- that people write on Gab about whatever it may be, uh, and they quote one random person reviewing the the Dissenter app in the Chrome App Store. And this is supposed to be negative, but the reviewer says, finally, I can comment on all those distasteful and totally misleading SJW articles on the internet. And that's supposed to be damning from the Vice perspective. And to me, it's like, that's one, that's very tame. And two, yes, that's the appeal. It sounds awesome. Where do I sign up? What is wrong with them? No, I want my internet curated for me and I don't want to see the mean comments. Whenever you go to an article like this, back in the day, now, of course, you can't on Vice because they don't have comment sections. And they also don't even let you archive their articles, as, as I recall. You see a stupid article like this, what do you do? You scroll down. You, you click the down. button that says show comments. Right and to you comments. Re- and you grab your popcorn yeah. and you read them. That's the best part of the internet. God, dude, don't these people get it? It's, it's unbelievable. The biggest weakness of the left is perhaps that they have such fragile egos. 
And they thought hmm. that they were going to be able to avoid hearing any negative commentary about themselves. No, no, this is not how the internet works. Yeah. You will hear things about yourself and you just have to get over it. Just don't have such a fragile ego. Just, yeah, exactly. If there's something on the internet that you don't want to see or you don't want to read, just don't read it. Stop right. trying to do the whack-a-mole bit. We're going to, we're going to ban everything distasteful right. or ban everything you don't want to see. It can't be done. This demonstrates once again, stop trying to fight the internet. The internet always wins. It always wins. You find a workaround, you get around it, which is kind of a segue to the to the gun stuff I want to talk about here, which is these laws banning things, banning this, banning that never works. People get around everything. That's how these things always work, which is why I wanted to talk about the uh, expanded background check bill, unless you have more to say about uh, about uh, Alex Jones or um, or dissenter. No, I don't want to ruin your transition, but I, I, <laughs> I do see Caesarian pizza in the live chat and he's saying that you need to make a correction on the artist credits for the first two submissions. Oh no, did I get them wrong? I don't know, sorry Cesarean, I don't know. Or did I get them backwards or something like that? We may have gotten them wrong or backwards, my apologies. <laughs> well, the two artists I have are Reimagined Cinema and uh, Cesarean Pizza. Let me know Jamie. Cesarean Pizza which so one you did. If, if we more. got them backwards, sorry about that, but those sorry. are the artists that are that are credited. Now that I've stolen your transition, feel free. No, that's all right. <laughs> because uh, because the other big piece of political news this week is that the House, for the first time in 20 years, passes uh, significant gun control legislation. This is so-called expanded background checks or universal background checks, as you commonly hear. Uh, so the House passed actually two bills, House Democrats did. The first would give the FBI more time to complete a background check for somebody who's trying to purchase a gun. Current standard is three days. It would expand it to 10. The other expands background check requirements to private sales. And the media are doing everything they can to muddle the information on this issue. For example, I turned on the news this week, uh, today's show in the morning, as I always do to hear what they're talking about in the mainstream media world. And I there's so much misinformation in just this 20 or so seconds about the bill that I have to talk about it. Here's the morning news coverage that I saw. The House has passed a major gun control bill for the first time in more than two decades. It would require background checks for all commercial gun sales, including those at gun shows and online. The House will now take up a second bill that would give the FBI mm. 10 business days to complete a background check instead of the current three but both measures face strong opposition in the Senate. Okay. Incorrect, because they already do that, right? There, there's several pieces of misinformation in the way this was described. So, and I know a lot of you are already aware of this, so it's, it's recap for a lot of our you know, people who are more gun-inclined and more well-versed in the law. But there are a lot of you who are sort of gun-sympathetic or you're pro-2A, you're pro-gun, pro and you don't necessarily pay attention to all the specifics of this stuff. Or maybe you're not out there buying guns all the time yourself or whatever. So I want people to be very, uh, to understand what that just said. <laughs> that's, that's incorrect. And also what the House Democrats are trying to do. So the news piece says, it's going to expand uh, background checks to cover commercial sales on the internet or at gun shows. Okay, all commercial sales. Every commercial seller of a firearm right. in the country has to have what's called a federal firearms license or an FFL. If you buy from an FFL, you will receive a background check. That's federal law. It's in every state. Go to any gun store in the country, try to buy a gun, you will receive a background check. And that's true regardless of the point of sale or the place of sale. There is no such thing as a gun show or an internet loophole. The way they phrase that makes you think that, well, if I just buy a gun online, 
then I circumvent these background checks laws. Right. Or if I just go to a gun show because there's some magical mysticism about a gun show that makes it so you don't have to have a background check. No, every FFL that sells to you on the internet, they're not. If people who are unfamiliar with this, go online, go to a go to a gun shop online, try to buy a gun. You know what they're going to say? What's your FFL that we can right. ship this to? They Do will you think not that ship this to your is house. Ignorance or mischaracterization, willful mischaracterization. <sighs> um. Uh, at this Probably point, the I latter, have to say right? Everybody willful. knows. Yeah, everybody knows you have to have a back. Any commercial seller, whether they're selling on the internet or at a gun sh- a gun show, they will conduct a background check before they give you a gun. The, uh, that's true everywhere they're selling. That's already federal law. So what they're talking about is not internet sales. They're not talking about gun show sales. What they're talking about is private sale, as in individual to individual. And even this is already federally regulated if the transfer is interstate so let's say that i want to sell you a gun okay what's going to have to happen is i'm going to send you that gun in the mail but it's going to go from ffl to ffl because it's an interstate transfer and at your point at your point uh, the ffl at which you receive the gun in idaho they're going to apply all federal and idaho state laws in facilitating that transfer i can't legally transfer that gun across state lines without ffl involvement that's already federally regulated so this is what's interesting. The, the only thing this actually regulates, the, this, uh, this bill that they're proposing, is not inter, interstate exchange. It's just intrastate exchange. That is to say, if I want to sell to my friend here in Montana, or I want to let uh, a guy borrow, like a friend borrow a gun for hunting here in Montana, we right. can't do that without going through an FFL now. So it's not universal background checks that we're talking about. It's criminalizing private sale within your state. That's all that this does is it makes a, a, a legal exchange between two non-felons uh, illegal. It, this it, has it, to it, it be unconstitutional. It. Well, and, and, and for reasons beyond simply Second Amendment implications, which I'll get to in a minute, the other thing is as a private seller, even within my state, it's already against federal law to knowingly sell to a prohibited person who's a felon or a domestic abuser. Right. So a background check isn't necessarily required if I want to let my friend borrow a gun for target shooting or hunting. But if he's a felon and I give him a gun or sell him a gun, I should expect a prosecutor to come after me because I've just violated federal law. So what's the problem? Obviously, the Second Amendment implications, which you mentioned, this is... Another case of shall not be infringed, except, but... Yeah. Okay. As I said, the only thing that this bill criminalizes is a gun exchange within a state between non-criminals. Everything else is already regulated. If you want to sell, like, selling to a felon, that's already regulated. Getting a, getting a gun at a store on the internet or at a gun show, that's already regulated. Selling across state lines, exchanging across state lines, that's already regulated. The only thing they're coming after is your ability to give a gun to your Uncle Joe within your state. Okay, not only that, it's a massive burden. Think about this. You want to do that borrowing? You want to do that selling to your friend? Or maybe you've got like your, your dad or your grandpa or your daughter who's going somewhere. You want to let someone borrow a, a handgun for uh, defense purposes. You got to go through the FFL now. And by the way, that's not free. Like you go to, you go to an FFL and you do a transfer. The last time I did it, it was 35 bucks. So if I want to let a friend borrow my gun, 35 bucks to give it to him, 35 bucks to come back to me. 
Well, this is how so, the left operates. Uh, when, when the pesky constitution gets in their way, they just want to gum up the works enough that it yeah. makes certain things like this virtually impossible or so difficult that only your most gung-ho people will do it. Yeah. By gung -ho the way, ho people. Nice. By the way, yeah. uh, in terms of all this added processing, all this added paperwork, who's that on? That's on the FFL. That's on the dealers. So they're going to have all this mountains of paperwork to handle. That's added cost for them. Who are they going to pass the costs off to? Mm -hmm. The consumer. Okay. okay. As I mentioned, federal overreach. The feds already inter. Uh, the the feds can regulate interstate commerce, commerce between states. This is intrastate commerce. This is me giving a gun to my friend who lives down the street. Okay, that's not federal uh, jurisdiction. That's state of Montana jurisdiction in my case. Here's the big thing too that everybody talks about and that I want people to be clear about. How do you enforce such a thing? That is to say the government doesn't have a list of the guns that I own in my gun safe right now. How would they possibly find me liable in a case like this where let's say I let my friend borrow one or I sell it to him or I give it to him? The only way that that can happen is if they have a list of what I own. The only way that can yeah. happen is if they have a federal gun registry and you call it, I, I used to think it was somewhat cynical back in my more wide eyed days. To me, this seems like the intended purpose is a move toward right. a federal gun registry. Well, may and, Maybe doing this would help establish a federal gun registry you have to. You because have if to. somebody gets caught with a weapon, they would have to tell them and it wasn't theirs. Yeah. They would have to tell them where you, they acquired it. You have to. It's the only way to enforce oh, this law is God. to have a federal gun registry. And what happens, I know that we're kind of going down the line of this leads to that and that leads to this. It's You call it slippery slope if you want. But what happens once you have a federal gun registry? Yep. Because these people don't stop. Confiscation almost immediately, yeah. They don't go, that's enough gun control. Finally, we did it. No, it, it leads to confiscation. It leads to confiscation efforts, at least. That's what happens. And by the way, there's no evidence to suggest this will do anything for public safety. Tons of states already have background check requirements for private sales and private exchanges. There are states like California and D.C. and New York, and they do nothing to stop crime generally or gun crime specifically, making it harder for good citizens to protect themselves and help their neighbors protect themselves and help their family and their friends protect themselves. Yeah. I do want to be fair to the law. I believe, I'm, don't quote me on this, but I think there's an exception for within family transfers. Why? And, would, that seems, if you're going to go, go all the way. I mean, that seems arbitrary. I don't know. But, uh, but I know that's a little bit complicated. I just want people to understand what this is because it's universal background checks who would oppose that background check for getting a gun who would oppose that it pulls very well when you don't explain it yeah but when you do explain it you can see that this is actually a massive burden on private people it's it requires massive federal intrusion it's the only way it's going to happen and it's clearly a step it's it's one step on the stairway to their ultimate goal which is the government has complete and total control over firearms and a monopoly over firearms oh uh, now, what network was that uh, on? The, the clip that was, was NBC. That oh, NBC. Okay. NBC's morning program, the Zenday Show. Yeah. Uh, that that coverage just enrages me because I always try to measure quality of description as of, as what somebody who knows nothing would take away from the coverage. In right. that case, you would think that just going on the internet means you get around all the gun laws. Mm. Not the case. You would think that just going to a, that gun shows are this miraculously weirdly. Uh, this weird state of anarchy where no laws apply. There is no gun show loophole. No, it there's exist. just private sales. So if you go to a gun show and there's a guy 
whose business is not selling guns. If you're in the business of selling guns, you have to get an FFL. Mm -hmm. If there's just a guy there who's like, hey, I have a gun. Would you like to purchase it? Sure. That's what they're talking about. It has nothing to do with the gun show. It's just like if a guy in your neighborhood right. offered to sell you a gun. As long as, you're, as long as you're not prohibited persons, neither of you are felons or uh, domestic abusers, there's nothing criminal about that, that exchange. But this law, that's all it criminalizes is two people who are non-criminals exchanging a gun. That's now criminal. That's the only new thing that this criminalizes. Ugh. So any, but uh, the last, last piece on the political uh, implications, the, the Senate GOP leader, leadership is saying they don't have plans to consider this or a vote on the bill. But as I've said, it does get mischaracterized with all these buzzwords. It does poll exceptionally well. And this is the kind of thing I can see a few Republicans or conservatives caving in the face of political right. pressure for. Yeah. Also, given the president's record on things like the bump stock ban, I worry that something like this is kind of up his alley of like uh, uh, oh, you know, being no. a populist as opposed to being principled. It's too far. I, I don't think so. M- maybe cool, maybe uh, more informed heads would get to him before that happened. I certainly Do, hope I so. don't think this is likely to become the case, but there's so much misinformation on it that I want people to be clear about what's actually being proposed and advanced here. Oh, God. Mm. Uh. Okay, we got two more items for the rest of the show. Tran, the trans uh, runners in Connecticut and uh, the MAGA hat woman. Let's just get through the those two and then we'll round out with Super Chat. How's that? Finish up with Super Chat? Sure. Yeah. The only thing is I got to pee real bad. Uh, okay, so I'll, do, you, I'll do some Super Chat. <laughs> can, you take a, can you take a quick break for me? Uh, yes, let's hope right, that I'll my be right computer back. doesn't crap out and then everybody's just going to have to. All right. Okay, I'll see you. Bye. Who was last, guys? Quantum football? Okay, we have SB. Matt, AOC doesn't look attractive no matter how she's done. She looks like a brown skull wearing a wig with black soulless demon eyes. Oof. Almost as mean as my video about her. Check it out. Um, J-C-K-D-S-N. Jax Didison? Jax Didison? AOC, accelerationist or collapsitarian? I know. Accelerationist, collapsitarian, 2024. Semper ad meliora. Thoughts to those down south who got hit by tornadoes today. Also $20. AOC will use the deaths of innocent people caused by the outbreak as a way to chicken little about climate change. Um, where were there tornadoes today? I God, I'm so... On Sundays, I just uh, prep for the podcast. And so I, I don't get a lot of news on Sundays. So my heart goes out to them. That is... Wow, did you already pee? You already peed? That was incredibly fast. Did you know there were a bunch of tornadoes today? Um, Sorry, I didn't. I didn't have my mic uh, up for the stream. Uh, in, in case the stream wants to know, yes, I hurry peed. That was remarkable. Um, there's no <laughs> way you wash your hands. Uh, no, uh, but it's my own house. Give me a break. <laughs> you trying to trying to regulate uh, uh, private hand washing in addition to your private gun sales? Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, I didn't. Well, I was saying uh, earlier that on Sundays we spend the whole day doing show prep, and so a mm-hmm. lot of news that comes in on Sundays doesn't hit us. At least for me. I don't, I don't know about you. Uh, I've not seen the tornado or weather related uh, coverage today. It sucks. No. Tornadoes are, they're, they're terrible. I grew up in Missouri and uh, a town called Joplin got just wiped out by a tornado, like the whole town. 
Mm. Um, so I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, let's just do two more right now. Uh, democ- democracy. Democracy. Targeted mm. advertising is giving us a window into your soul, a.k.a. browsing history, something I've noticed watching Tim Pool videos as well. Um, that was a nice Magpul ad earlier. Well, I see. I thought that I see. I use like, uh, you know, incognito browsing or whatever. I thought that that clears that stuff, which normally the ads aren't super targeted to me, but for geography, but yeah, Yeah. I guess either Magpul got really lucky or I don't know, but I haven't, uh, uh, no, no, to come to think of it, I did make a Magpul purchase within the last couple of weeks. So, um, last one for right now, I guess, you know, John Smith, Matt and I once made love in front of a congressional committee. They locked us up, but decided to call us back in so they could watch again. Unfortunately, AOC now knows how to reproduce. She didn't know before. If you've seen yeah. her boyfriend, I don't think they're practicing any kind of reproduction tactics with each other. Um, okay, we'll circle back. All right. And thanks for people uh, putting putting up with my um, my need to pee patiently. I appreciate that. I always try to, try to not do that on the show because it's very unprofessional. But they even had to do it in the Joe Rogan podcast with Alex Jones. Four hours. I mean, come on. Yeah, I can't ask that much. Just okay. tell people you're pregnant because men can get pregnant too now. Yeah, well, mm, I see what you're doing there because men men can be women, women can be men. The genders yeah. are the same thing. That's what they call this an is... assist in some sports, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, double double trans man. I just, I guess uh, we're gonna have to give you more than seventy seven cents on the dollar now. Yeah, and no, don't do that. Okay. Uh, so this has been an ongoing thing in Connecticut for uh for a little while now. It's been a couple of years, and. Of all the gender-bending weird injustices that happen with all the transgender stuff that's going on, this this particular issue bothers me the most. Like, I don't care what life you want to live, what you want to do, this what clothes you, you want to wear. Don't you think it's funny, though? I don't think it's funny that that young ladies who are trying to they're, – they're training and they're trying to do the best that they can. They're trying to get into college. They're trying to make something of themselves at a young age are being denied opportunity because the state of Connecticut thinks that boys are girls and girls are boys and boys should be able to race girls in sprints. It's just preventing them from going to college. They shouldn't be doing that anyway. And if (laughs) it red pills a bunch of girls that are like, huh, this person with a dick is a dude. What I'm being told is a lie and I'm getting edge out of my own sport because of feminism. Then more power to the trannies. Team tranny. (laughs) Okay, well, maybe you'll change your tune once we watch a little of the footage soon here. So th- these this this pair of athletes in Connecticut has been winning these races for at least a couple years, and they again dominated at the state high school track championships. Again, this is in Connecticut in the fifty-five meter dash. Terry Miller, biological boy, set a girls' indoor record of six point nine five seconds, and uh, Andrea Yearwood finished in second at seven point oh one. They also won the hundred meter state championships last year, and Miller won the three hundred this year. For context, Connecticut is one of 17 states that allow trans high school athletes to compete with their gender preference without <laughs> restrictions. It's so stupid. Yeah. Uh, one of the girls who lost, her name is Selena Sewell or Sule. She appeared on Laura Ingram's show on Tuesday evening to discuss. And this is what uh, she had to say. My teammates and my fellow competitors, we are happy for these athletes, of course, but we do think it's unfair And for us, it is upsetting when we work hard all season and put in a lot of effort only to turn up at the state meets and get beat by someone who is biologically a male. What was the difference in the time between the top two transgender athletes 
and the biological uh, girl athletes number three. First place, I believe, was 695. Second place was 701. And third place, which is the first um, biological female, was, I believe, at 723. You're not going to see a lot of girls so significantly winning worse. first, second, and third. Yeah, what was that... Uh... Was it, it was, 23 seconds? Is that? I think it's those are fractions of a second. But you're what still event talking, is this? I don't know. This is a this is a 55 meter dash. Oh, so you're yeah, talking about like a a second difference. So you know that that's not much. Or is that but, a I quarter mean, second? I'm not sure how they actually break it down. Something but, else that these girls are also going to have to admit, and other people that see this, is that men are better at sports because they are built differently. They have different muscle masses. Yeah. This is going to force people to accept baseline gender differences. I think yeah. that, that this is hilarious and awesome. Good for her for wearing braids. <laughs> she has more to say. If this continues, what, however people want to identify, that's fine if they want to do that. But what about next year's female athletes on the track team, Selena? It can provide a major issue because in Connecticut, it's, you don't have to write on the meet results that one athlete is transgender. They're just all, the, all in the boys' category or all in the girls' category. So if a college coach looks at the results in the state meets, they'll, they will see the wide margin between first and or second place, and they'll say, hey, why aren't the rest of these girls running as fast as these <laughs> yeah. two? Uh, well, they actually commented, Selena, on, yeah, here you uh, go. on television Oof. briefly. They were That's asked about, you know, wouldn't they think this was unfair if the table uh, was reversed? Let's watch. I'm not going to discourage you or try to say, oh, it's not fair. And it was just pushed me to run faster. I'd be happy for them because they get to do what they want. Ooh. They're happy. <laughs> so then that should in turn make me happy. It's very frustrating because I have, I know I have put in, some of my friends and, and fellow competitors have put in so much time and effort to take down our times and to compete ourselves better, but we are not physically able to be competitive against someone who is biologically a male. Whoa! Yeah, she gets it. And, and and during the interview, she was very politically correct. If you watch the whole thing, she says, well, of course, we're happy for these athletes. And it's like, no, you're not. You're saying that, you know, but no, you're not. amongst themselves, those bitches are like, we have to kill these trannies. And, and get just them out of the sport. It was a little bit unclear in the brief clip, but just so you understand, they asked one of those, well, they asked both of these transgender athletes Reverse the roles, consider it from the perspective of these other girls like Selena here. What would you say then? And the one of the one of the trans athletes says, I would just use it as motivation and run faster. Okay, this is the world you want, the world where girls are just supposed to run faster. It, we're going to deny the yeah. reality that if you put both of these people on the same diet, the same training regimen, you will not Nothing have equal results. Do. In fact, it's likely that you could take a male on almost no training regimen at that age and put it against a trained female. He probably still wins. Yeah. And we're just going to deny that this is the case. Yeah. And if we're going to do this, then at what point are we like, there's, it's pointless to segregate sports at all? Yeah, that's with, we, with genders. I, I saw a question we got in the email inbox for Wednesday. We'll talk about this more on that stream. Uh, the The questioner was asking that. At, at what point do we just say, "Yeah, there is no, no no distinction," and the the effect of that is that there is no w- women's sports. That's not a thing because there's no gender distinction. Therefore, everyone competes against everyone, and therefore, there are no women athletes in anything professional or even like school, uh, academic, collegiate, whatever. Uh, but for maybe like the one in a thousand who can actually compete right. with men at any physical endeavor. And these dudes with weave, why can't they just compete with blokes? 
I don't know that they didn't ask them that question. But yeah, you could reverse his reasoning and say, why don't you just use. Why don't you use your own actual gender as motivation for you to run faster against those faster guys over there who are guys like you? They don't want to do that because they're too effeminate and they've probably done some hormonal treatment. Maybe. Um, And so they can't win against those guys, but they want to win and they know that they can win if they compete against them. And I actually don't. I don't want to dump on the kids too much, even though these what these transgender athletes are doing, I disagree with. They are still minors. They're still kids. Their judgment is undeveloped. Who actually pisses me off in this case are the parents of those transgender athletes, the people going to the event. Oh, yeah, good job, son of mine, for not only beating a bunch of girls in an athletic contest, which we shouldn't be cheering for anyway, but you, the thing I can't get over is those two spots at the at that state championship event, it's not just that the third place winner doesn't get the first place uh, mark next to her name on her resume that she should have. The spots in the race themselves are are spots that you know two other exactly. girls got bumped yeah. for. They didn't get that opportunity. We 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 resolved this back in the seventies or whenever it was with Title IX, the idea that public academic institutions are going to provide equal opportunity for boys and girls for precisely this reason. Because in that setting specifically, in an athletic setting, women and girls can't compete with guys. Oh so yeah, we, yeah. We resolved that. The most for is hold on. Your connection or- is like under the water robot garbage. Oh really? Yeah. See if it fixes itself. Fixes itself. It looks like you're calling in from an AOL trial in like 1995. Seriously, is it better now? Okay, now it just kind of fixed itself a little bit. Yeah. Um, the person it sucks the most for is the fourth place girl because she didn't place. She got placed yeah. out. That's, yeah. that's incredible to me. We're using this is a this... necessary part of of this of this gender process, though. So I, I, think I guess a... our commitment to equality is now leading us down this path of denying equality for girls, which was supposed to be solved decades ago. Anyway, as I mentioned, that's not the end of the story because the same thinking is not just at the, uh, the school level or the high school level. It's at the uh, Olympic level, potentially. So it's a little bit unclear, the reporting, as I mentioned, but the International Olympic Committee has received proposed guidelines for its consensus meeting on sex reassignment and hyperandrogenism. What is hyperandrogenism? Is that very androgynous? I don't even know what that means. I guess so. Like, uh, like <laughs> super unable to tell what somebody's like. We is. really can't tell. There's yeah, no yeah. way to detect. It's hyper androgynous. All yeah. right. There's probably some medical term, and I'm probably insensitive for ignoring it, but I don't care. These po- these broader <laughs> policies would allow or would include uh, transgender athletes potentially. So the proposed new rules would allow transgender athletes to compete after one year of hormone replacement therapy and no surgery is actually required. So you just have the <gasps> one year of HRT requirement. So you can have a DNB like DNB and so. race the chicks in the Olympics. Potentially. It sounds like this is the direction they're going. This is going to be hilarious. I hope this happens. Olympic officials have not yet confirmed the new guidelines, according to this daily mail reporting. Jesus Christ, dude. Every The one thing I can't stand about the Daily Mail is just it has every ad under the sun. I just got this yeah, full grocery so video pop ads up. Too. Jesus, it's going to crash my computer. Anyway, Olympic officials have not yet confirmed the new guidelines, but the policy is available on the organization's website. So like I said, man, I'm not a big Olympics guy. I might tune in very briefly. Every single event that there's tranny competition, I'm watching. 
Oh, every single for one. For sure. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah. So many crying women. And they're going to have to go on all these talk shows, like go on Ellen and be like, I'm so happy for this super <laughs> tranny. It's going to be gonna hilarious. St- I can't wait. We're going to start a world war over this, man. <laughs> and people are going to be pissed. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, let's let's move on to the uh, to the now we know or the, the, the woman now known as an illegal immigrant who assaulted a guy wearing a MAGA hat. <laughs> What's the deal on that? Oh, I'm given the details on this. I um, Yeah, I have the news story, but I haven't read a whole bunch about it. I know the headline level stuff. ICE agents took Rosianne Santos mm. into custody on Tuesday after finding out she was residing in the U.S. illegally. She's facing deportation. Everybody's seen this video by now. But should we play it first, maybe? I actually don't have the full video itself. I've got it within news coverage of what's going on here. So we can see it. Just describe it, and then we'll take a look. Um, okay, so deportation officers with ICE's fugitive operations team arrested Rosie Santos, an unlawfully present in, a citizen of Brazil, said ICE in a statement. Santos is facing local charges for assault and other offenses. She's presently in ICE custody and has been entered into removal proceedings before the federal immigration mm. courts. Um, she's pleading. There's a spider on my wall. Um, she's pleading not guilty of the charges against her. <laughs> Which is insane because there's video evidence, but she just gets all up in this dude's face and takes off his hat. And yeah, they're at some Mexican restaurant. Yeah, which, yeah. by the way, her husband hilariously says uh, to implicate the the guy wearing the hat in this news piece. I love this news piece because he said, "Well, the guy wore a hat into a Mexican restaurant. I think that's provocation, man. I think he was really asking for it." Why? You getting that spider? I mean, normally I don't kill spiders because I love spiders, but it was just you in love my house. spiders. All right. Yeah. Sorry, little spider. I'm sorry. Check out, check out the news reporting on, on how this went. I don't think I saw anything else would have been involved if it wasn't for the video. It's the video that captured national attention and caught his wife, Rosiani Santos, <laughs> in what police call a criminal act. You see this? People like that. That's the problem. Now, on top of assault and disorderly conduct charges, 41-year-old Santos is facing the possibility of deportation. Husband Emmanuel Santos tells us he's beside himself by the world of trouble this has brought to his family. Her mother and other people are worried, but I know who she is, and I'm not worried at all. But according to U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, his wife will soon have to appear before an immigration judge for removal proceedings. According to ICE, Santos's arrest revealed her status as an illegal immigrant from Brazil who overstayed (laughs) a 1994 tourist visa. He says the February 15th cell phone video inside Casa Vallarta restaurant in Falmouth showing his wife knocking a Make America Great Again hat off 23-year-old Brighton Turner's head doesn't capture the moments before. Yeah, so so pay attention. The husband is saying, uh, well, there, there's all kinds of context that's missing. You don't know what, what happened. And so I'm thinking, okay, he's going to have something good. He's going to explain what the guy did to warrant this lady putting her hands on him. He's got nothing, but listen to what he says. When he alleges Turner instigated the confrontation. You wore that hat going to a Mexican restaurant, I think you were trying to provoke some people. If he shot that video himself, I don't think he would shoot it when he was saying the things that he was saying. Being a foreigner, you know, you go through a lot, and um, she's been through a lot in her life. She felt that Boo-hoo. she had to stand up for, for herself and for other people. The alleged victim, Brighton Turner, telling us in a statement tonight, quote, I was surprised to see the news. I give people the benefit of the doubt most times and never would have dubbed her illegal. Unfortunately for her, this country has laws in place to protect its citizens, and they have to be obeyed. That's what makes this country great. 
Hmm. Good kid. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, uh, that's hilarious. It's it's rarely do we get a little piece of justice on this earth. So when things like this happen, I'm like, yes. This whole <laughs> stupid argument about well, you you were wearing the no no hat. Instigated it. Okay, I, I hate to go back to that example, but consider it. Let's say what's what's this guy's name? Well, your wife Roseanne Santos wears something provocative out to the Mexican restaurant and gets sexually assaulted. Well. She was showing a lot of cleavage. She was provoking. Yeah, I know. In no other context, what in what other context do we say, yeah, certain clothing justifies assault? This certain- is also rich in irony because she's she's fleeing, a, you know, she's overstayed her visa, but she, but she yeah. left a country that was destroyed by diversity so that she could come here and mandate that we um, that we adopt yeah. diversity. Oh, it's so tough being a foreigner. All you had to do was not get triggered by a hat you don't like and maintain yeah. adult composure. And guess what? You're not in ICE custody. You're not facing deportation. You'd probably get away with it until the end of time. How could that be any more fair to you? You're only the only ask was, I don't know. Don't assault citizens. Yeah. Once you're in a country illegally, you probably would have done just fine. But you had to assault citizens, <laughs> and that's it's so tough being a foreigner who overstayed her visa since 1994. Aren't people listening to themselves? Like this country is so terrible that that the only thing you have to do is not be offended by somebody's hat. Yeah. If it's go so back to tough, Brazil, then right. If it's so tough being a foreigner here, why is it terrifying to go back to Brazil? Yeah. If it's not tough to not be a foreigner there. Well, I don't. I don't understand. What's the problem? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just want to come here and complain about how everything's so difficult. Leave. Sorry, mm. you have to go back. Have yeah. to go back. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all we got. Let's uh, let's let's finish up with uh, super chat and streamlabs. Feel pretty bad about killing that spider. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> oh. Okay, Jorge Rodriguez. Did you hear about Faith Goldie and Nick Fuentes getting banned from CPAC? Um, when are you having them on? I'd love to have either of them on. Um, sure, also, I'd talk to either of them. blonde, take a stand against Ben Shapiro. Come on, I do all the time. Yeah, oh when have you ever taken a stand for, for ben, ben Shapiro? Shapiro ever. Almost never. Uh, shout out to my pasta American homeboy Anthony. Thank you, Jorge. Um, Polaris, rational orc. Here are some topics I won't touch with a ten foot pole around family and coworkers. The travesty of daycare is high on that list. You can't touch it mm. without professional moms raging out on you. Um, yeah, I mean. People don't understand that nobody has an incentive to love your kid like you do, even if they're getting paid. And mm. these daycare workers, they're like worn down to the bone. And this yeah. is no excuse. I'm not trying to make excuses no, for this not. crazy bitch. But they it's not their own kids, so they don't give a shit about them. They're getting paid like $14 an hour to watch like 20 kids. Um, and they just they just don't care. I mean, that that lady probably had anger issues and everything like that. Like don't ever put your kids in daycare. You don't know who's watching them, what they're being taught. I understand that some people like can't avoid it, but it really should just be an absolute last resort and it will screw up your kid. Hmm. Um, you should make working moms feel bad about that rational. <laughs> you should. Another, no, they should be, they should be shame. shamed. Like, shame, oh, blonde, yeah. 2040. Shame, totally. shame. Um, bad yeah. twin Z. Hey, blonde and Matt. Shame I had our first Oklahoma meetup moms. last weekend. What? My, but my mom was a working mom, and look how I turned out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Oklahoma meetup last week. Forgot to take a pic. Help my brother and I settle an argument. Which gun should we add mm. to our collection first, Thompson or M249 semi? Well, so those those are both awesome. Uh, I got it. Well, it's, I guess it depends. Are you talking about an automatic Thompson? I don't know. I don't know what your what your uh, wallet looks like or what your situation is. 
so I don't know. I, I'm going to assume they're both semi-auto models. If I don't know if they, I guess I'd have to. I'd, I'd have to hear the cost. As far as I know, the the FN semi-auto M two four nine is like nine grand or something like that. So I assume the Thompson's probably cheaper and whatever models available. Uh, so I guess cost wise, I'd go with the Thompson, but I don't think you can go wrong. It sounds like you got a lot of money at your disposal. I think I can give this spider CBR. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm so shitty. Since you're Uh... be nice to the spiders, but shame the single moms, the single moms or not the single moms, the working moms, the working moms are the true. Definitely shame single moms, double shame working moms. I'm telling you, don't certain spiders make themselves working single moms by killing their, their male partners, but those trains of thought, and principles are totally in alignment in my own mind. That's all Fair I can enough. say about that. Uh, John Smith, finally able to catch you guys live. I've been cooped up for a week after my knee surgery and would have had an aneurysm after the Cohen. Oh, that not not serious. Had an aneurysm after the Cohen hearing if it weren't for you guys. Thanks, mm. thanks for all you do. I mean, we didn't talk about it very much, but it's because I genuinely, in my heart, don't give a shit. It's I don't know it's about the you. latest biggest thing ever that is going to turn out to be another nothing burger to borrow the phrase. Yeah. And good luck with your knee. I hope that heals up. Agreed. Adrea East Coast. Um, I've worked for two major universities, one public, one private, both toxically liberal. If hmm. known that I've I'm a conservative, be hated risk my career. Well, hopefully we can get some more conservatives in administration. But you know, people. You turned into a robot again. Call your internet company. I, I'd come in tomorrow. I have to. All right, but um, it's it's like inaudible, so just let it sit for a second. Do you want to pull up the super chat? Um, yeah, I'm going to see if this fixes itself. In the meantime, I'm going to hop over to Streamlabs for a moment. Um, uh, Don Tread on Me is back and says, this is really off topic. When did you all become agnostic on religion, or is that an awkward question because you made an active decision to stick to politics and not talk about faith? Again, keep up the excellent work, uh, both of y'all and God bless. I mean, as in my entire adult life, I've been basically an agnostic on the religious question. So it's not even like a, a conscious decision that I made necessarily. It's just in my entire memory of being of adult consciousness, I suppose. That's been my perspective on these things. Am I back? Yeah, you're good. Um, I'm a lapsed Catholic and I'm trying to get back into it now. So not really agnostic. I'm just try- I'm trying to believe, you know? Yeah, well, and you uh, have your perspectives on the spirituality. On uh, have your perspectives on the intellectual end changed, or are you pursuing this for community, practical reasons, or or whatever? I mean, I think it's both. Uh, I think it's foolish to think that you know everything about the universe. I mean, sure, I, but I, I do have a spiritual absence in my life, like I'm trying to fill. Uh, you want to k- carry on or you want me to keep going? Uh, sure. Um, Pacific Under, hey guys, the show, who are some responsible? Uh, it just came back. Jesus Christ. Sorry, guys. It's this great show. <laughs> Tremendous show. <laughs> I know. Texas Angeles says, this Captain Marvel opening weekend got, uh, go. Su- oh, this is Captain Marvel opening weekend. Go support a female hero that's created for everyone. Uh, Alita Angel Warrior, thank you for what you do. Yeah, I, I saw this was controversial, so I don't know what's going on. But that's a movie I won't see for sure. All right, hello, you're back hello, for now. Hello, hello. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't get Pacific Underground, did I? Uh, no, I don't think so. That might have been the one that broke up. You guys love the show. Who are some reasonable- Oh, my God. Is this like a joke? No, you're going to have to pull the, the Super Chad. Are, are you just going to sit there and like, I don't know, uh, like 1995 resolution and, and not along. Probably. I mean, let you're me, coming in perfectly clear. So. All right. Let me, uh, let me just finish off uh, Streamlabs for now and then we'll try again. 
appreciate everybody putting up with this. Blonde's internet person's coming over tomorrow, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, Scotty says, uh, Matt, love your videos, love your streams, love everything you do. Keep up the good work. Blonde, eh, you're okay, too. Well, well, thanks. Usually that goes in the other direction. Matt Daith says, honestly, you guys at YouTube are acting like a bunch of white nighters not letting me send this as a super chat. Oh, did you get deleted by YouTube, oh, potentially? Well, that's what Streamlabs is for. And thanks for supporting the show. Zach says, the progressives have been praising AOC questions of uh, Cohen. I did see some of those clips. Just a few problems. The bank fraud they're accusing him of is rarely prosecuted. And if so, only fines result. Um, and uh, assets, asset valuation to avoid taxes or to get a loan is legal to do. Uh, good point. Kent, uh, Pittsburgh, two, uh, or second Pittsburgh meetup on Sunday, March 10th at the Liber, uh, the library bar in the South Sides. Uh, we will be contacting interdimensional aliens to stop the pig-human hybrids. Just kidding. Contact me in the Excel sheet if you'd like uh, to uh, get in touch with Kent in Pittsburgh. Uh, link below the live stream, of course, if you're interested. Uh, you're still kind of coming in and out. You want to? I'm going to refresh. You want to try again? This is so weak. You know, it, I think it is because our great Pyrenees has been chewing on some cord outside. Ah, well, that might do it. David wouldn't says, it, wouldn't it just stop my internet from working? I don't know that it would be making know. my internet worse. I don't know. David says team spider. And Michu says Connecticut state record for men's is Corey uh, Morton at 6.47. New women's record. Terry Miller is at 6.91. That tranny's not even competitive with real men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair point. Yeah. All right. Let's hop back into super chat and I can help you out if you, if you dip out again. Okay. Pacific underground. Can you yeah. guys hear me? Uh, hey guys, love the show. Who are some reasonable leftist progressives you can have on? Are you laughing? Cause I'm out. No, I'm laughing oh. at the, the, the premise to, to respectfully discuss topics, not necessarily a debate, but something open-minded and done in good faith. I don't know. Sam Harris. We had uh, Ruben on. He claims he's still a leftist. No, he, he abandons that now. He doesn't, he claims to be a classical, classical liberal. liberal. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't um, mean to honestly, I, I, I'm willing to talk to anybody and everybody. I'm just, I'm very weary of making the outreach and just having it be futile. So if anybody wants to invite me on to discuss, I will almost assuredly say yes. That said, big people I'd be willing to talk to. I'd love to talk to David Pakman. I think he's totally dishonest in a ton of his presentation. Ugh, he's such a douche though. Um, I don't know a lot about Kyle Kalinske. Uh, I'd, I'd be willing to talk to him. People seem to respect him a lot. So that'd be fine. We've already um, had Tim Pool on. There's this big movement to get Sam Cedar to debate Dave Rubin. I, I'd talk to Sam. I'll talk to anyone. The point is, I just don't know that spending a bunch of my own time trying to recruit this is necessarily beneficial to my own show. But yeah. if, if, there, if there are people out there, if you guys know of any left-wing broadcasters who are really saying, oh man, I really want to talk to the other side that's just nobody will, send them my way. I'm more than happy to. Um, Joseph Duff, Duff Kalisics, the free speech policy isn't any more difficult to imagine than hostile environment rules for mm. Title IX. Universities will just adapt to err on the side of expelling physically aggressive protesters. Mm. Yeah, and maybe that's a good standard. I mean, maybe that's, that is the standard is if you violently disrupt speech events, you're out. You're out. Um, so hostile environment is, I'd have to see how that's been adjudicated under Title IX. But if there's already existing objective standard for what that means, yeah, you could probably form it around that framework. You're right. Uh, in the AP Biology, this is from Jay. In the AP Biology, uh, frequently requested questions. Is that what that is? FRQs? Uh, for College know. Board through the AP Insight page, there's an FRQ based on atrazine turning the freaking frogs game. My students <laughs> tripped when they saw it. It was true and not just a meme. Yeah, so there's some truth to it. I don't know about the yeah. biology of this at all. 
no, it turns them intersex. He just, yeah. he just misspoke. Um, yeah. I have long since said that he was some, somewhat correct about that. Huh. Rational Orc, easy fix. If the conservative student club wants to rent a hall and bring in Ben Shapiro, the admin staff can't shut it down. Sorry if double posting on one night is a faux pas. You two are great. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. I think the problem is they have all those subtle ways of undermining it without actually, without actually point blank shutting it down, like yeah. point blank banning the event. They just kind of do all these subtle yeah, things exactly. on the side to make it more difficult. We'll see how that goes. Um, formal bear. Thanks for the sanity safe space. Just moved from NYC to Texas. Y'all help a lot. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thanks for tuning in. Some guy blonde. Have you read any of Dominique Venner's work? He was a French nationalist and one of the brains behind identitarianism. Thanks for the great show from Utah. I have not. I will, I will heed the suggestion. Thank you so much. Um, Laurel. And I apologize for making fun of gingers in my video. Laurel. It was Laurel who sent the emergency uh, food supply. I didn't, oh, I did it? not connect it. Cause I've spoken with Laurel before. That's good to hear. Uh, and so thank you for doing that. Oh, she commented on my last video. She's like, don't make fun of gingers. And I was like, redhead <laughs> ladies get a pass. Of course. Um, I sent in the emergency rations Two, I got monetized and did my first super chat three, a former Muslim finally black pilled me on Islam Four, my son. Isaac turns 18 in two weeks. Five. I love blondes. Wow. <laughs> thank you, Laurel. Um, it's from PG. Just wanted to send some love. Thank you very much. Rainier Chen Shapiro's comments on Trump's tactic with Kim is stupid. The common sense of dealing with Asian entities is to not rip, uh, rip them shortly before or after negotiation. You need to give face to gain ground. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> uh, I think I just worry Trump is maybe going a little bit far in that regard, but yeah, it's but a yeah, I, I was, I thought, I thought Ben was kind of unduly harsh as well. Not necessarily just on the, the auto stuff, auto warm beer stuff, but on the whole, uh, the whole negotiation in general. Judge Lot Blonde, I just watched your female entitlement videos. Excellent stuff. It reminded me of South Park episode, Baby's Boobs Destroy Baby's Boobs Destroy <laughs> Society. You should check it out. That's a great episode. <laughs> a great episode. Mom, what's one plus one equals two? Um, Mellow E says, fuck North Korea, fuck Israel, fuck Russia, fuck them all. USA is hmm. the only country that matters. Build a wall, build our infrastructure, build our future in the present. Hi, Blonde. Christensen. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say I'm pretty much on board with what you're saying there. Like I, that would be my philosophy. Let's make our own country as strong as possible and build infrastructure and military such that if anyone messes with us, they regret it. Do you want to take over some of these? Yeah. Uh, and thanks, thanks for that. Uh, JV, JV dude, yeah. JV dude says keep up the great work. Will do. Thanks for tuning in. Jacob says a big part of the hate of the North. Cor uh, sorry, a big part of the hate of the North Korean citizenry hates the U.S is not just the propaganda. We bombed them with anthrax and fleas carrying black plague during the war. Not that the North Korean government are good though. I actually don't know the history of that. So I'll have to check that out. Black plague plus anthrax. Wow. Plus anthrax. That's, that's aggressive. Julie V says, I can't believe Diane Feinstein grew some balls this week. We probably should have discussed that, that clip at some point. Isn't that last week? Yeah, I think it was last week, but I was floored when she put the slap down on those kids. But my favorite gaffe of the week was AOC's I'm the boss comment. Laugh so hard. Yeah, it was. It was a rare moment where I'm like, wow, thank you, Diane Feinstein, for a moment of sanity. Yeah. I can't believe it's come to I'm this. I'm the boss. You do something. Yeah. You I do did something. So until you do, I'm the boss. It yeah, doesn't God. matter if you succeed. What it's about is if you try. You yeah. Caleb, no, no, thanks. Uh, Elijah or Alicia, Alicia Ongren says, uh, thank you for all you do. Thank you for showing dissenter. This will make reading lefty articles more entertaining. Indeed. And thanks to uh, Andrew Torba and the Gab team for building sure. it. I'm looking forward to it. I just hope it doesn't get banned off of everything. They're going to have to make their own browser eventually, but they probably will because yeah. they've done they it will. all this far. They're going to do it thus far. I can't speak tonight. 
uh, because we're at the two hour mark. So that's my excuse. Andrew Brick, uh, blew five bucks because I'm a noob. Oh, well, thank you for that. So here's the real one. Watch some of Blonde's videos, Black Pill stuff, thoughts on the Convention of States project as an alternative to the Black Pill. Yeah, I would support it. Uh, I hear yeah. it being uh, mentioned all over. And um, and yeah, generally speaking, I want that's how, that's how I want our country to operate. I want Agreed. states coming together to decide how they ought to be yeah. um, defended and, uh, and have p- peace maintained between them collectively. Other than that, the federal government needs to be minimized. That's it. Defend the states and keep the peace between the states. That's it. Yep. Um, This is from Jocker777. What's up, guys? It's Myth. I'm loving to center. And if you want next Wednesday, I'll teach you guys and everyone else how to use it on their phone. Ah. Keep it up. You guys are great. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't know if it was mobile enabled or not. I haven't tried. I've only used it on desktop. So apparently there's Um, a way, though. Our resident faggot, Gabriel Lopez. I'm much farther to the right of Tim Pool. I really enjoy his videos. Not sure why. It's probably because you're super gay and you want to put it in his butt, Gabriel. I, I, that's a common perspective, though. I know a lot of people who are much... That want to put it in differ, Tim Pool's butt? No. Well, that, of course. But people who actually say they differ with Tim's politics, I suppose, He's very likable, yeah. And that and... It's very rare that, that Tim totally botches a story or is, like, dishonest or gets it totally wrong. I can't even, I can't think of a time to be honest. Mm -hmm. So if you want somebody who's going to give you the complete information and that's your objective, regardless of the opinion applied to it, which he minimizes, frankly. Yeah. He's a great, he's a great source. He is the most like a conventional journalist of all. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Um, Josh, the amazing animator. My home, my homeless friend created a parody comic that I'm going to publish. We have an Indiegogo, to raise funds for it. It's a parody that mocks outrage culture called one pool. Well, good luck. <laughs> good luck. Send it, uh, send it our way. Uh, I don't know you, why I said it sarcastic. Up. Good luck. No, good I like really, luck, I really meant that. Dick. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is the way my words sound. Critter yeah. killer. Cohen worked for Trump for 10 years. I found it hard to believe those were the first woman, women he's paid off. I know. No, no. Data could not. be considered campaign finance violation. If there's a history of it. that's a very good point. I think they'd have um, to argue timing. Cause it was right before the election. That's what, that's the case they'd have to make. Yeah. But I think a lot of this crap is mostly unconstitutional anyway. A lot yeah. of the, these election laws uh, uh, um, are, are, are BS. So I'd be in favor of minimizing this stuff anyhow. Agreed. And campaign um, finance laws, I should say. Hard shelling. Jones on Joe Rogan was easily the most entertaining podcast I've hmm. yet watched, probably because I get a contact high just from <laughs> watching it. Yeah. Uh, Reality Lobster. Blonde, your hair is so on point tonight. And Helen of Troy is a beauty that launched a thousand ships, hasten the demise. P.S. Matt and I once made love in Rolla, Missouri in the style of the Greeks. Jeez. I'm unfamiliar with Rolla. Is that, do you know uh, that place? Rolla, yeah, it's where the um, University of Technology or something, there's a tech school at Rolla. Um, Jeff right, Miller. Miss Robot. <laughs> I'll try it. Jeff, Jeff Miller, did you guys watch Shapiro's interview of Congressman Dan Crenshaw? I thought they had a really in- interesting discussion. I plan to either tonight or tomorrow because yeah. I'm a big Crenshaw fan. And I, of course, I like, I like Shapiro's stuff too. And I listen to most of them. But uh, I'm a big Crenshaw guy. So I'll, I'll definitely tune in. Uh, Piece of Fall 66. What, ha- what would have been gained by Trump bashing kim in public we all know kim is a tyrant you have to deal with uh with bad people in the real world i yeah. care about results not empty words fair point but i don't think that that it's either or i don't think you have to walk up there and say kim sucks i also don't think you have to deny or cast a lot of doubt upon the fact that an american citizen was murdered yeah so yeah i'm not saying the other side of it is necessarily beneficial but 
I would like some sort of midpoint. <laughs> but but yeah, that's the point I was trying to talk about too. These are words. I get it. They're words, and sometimes results matter more than words. We'll see if that's what's going on here. Uh, Jim Nugent, Red Elephants, has a good video on CPAC and who is banned and some of the other BS that went on there. Good show tonight. I'll have to check it out because I was I unaware. I love Red Elephants. Do you watch them? Well, uh, occasionally. Them. I'll, I'll have this to. This channel's fantastic. Yeah, I, I hear good things, so I'll have to check it out. Fardo hard. Matt and I once made love uh, stories just as are, just aren't as cool when read by Matt. I guess it's maybe a little more awkward. <laughs> yeah, uh, totally. Blank stares. Blonde and Matt, please congratulate Ted and Kendra on their first baby, a boy after 13, 13 years of trying together. A 17-year-old oh stepdaughter and a new baby. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's wow. so wonderful. That's wonderful. First son of man. Love you, blonde. Love the braids. They should be SOP. I don't know what that means. I'm proud to say that uh, you are... Blonde, our princess, love you too, Matt. Please, please learn to dress. Whatever, <laughs> dude. I got my own style. I, I have a t-shirt and an American apparel hoodie on. Is that... It's really hard for him to find clothes that small, too. Yeah, I, I have to shop in the boys' section. In the boys' section, yeah. Yeah. Uh, curious, do you think it's hypocritical to support states' rights in legalizing weed while opposing the idea of California becoming a sanctuary state? Uh, no, because uh, being a sanctuary state, you have freedom of movement in this country. When when you have a sanctuary state, all those people are going to have access to the rest of the country. The legalized weed thing, that's um, something isolated, arguably. I suppose. I guess the heart of the question is, at what point is it justifiable or not for a state to decide it wants to ignore federal law? Yeah. And I don't know that I have a great answer to that, unfortunately. Um, of course, sanctuary states go a step beyond too. They actually, it's not just like non-enforcement. They, in a lot of cases like California with immigration, it's, it's, I believe I might be wrong, but I believe it's actually a crime in California for the local official to help ICE and federal officials. Like they'll punish someone who helps. I believe I might be wrong on that, but they go really far. It's not just, listen, you guys want to enforce your federal law, bring in your feds and do it. It's like, it's actually it's actually banned to help them yeah. if they even show up. I don't know. I'd have to think about that more philosophically. Um, uh, Miles Kinslow, uh, hey guys, do you support that Trump has changed the Republican Party for the better? Uh, also, any updates on guests? Uh, I, well, if it's any if it's any testament to Trump, I am I vote Republican or Libertarian now, and that was never a thing before Trump. So, I mean, he's changed a person like me. He smoked out the neocons. I'll give him that. So, I mean, it seems like he's created a bigger tent too, yeah. a, a more, more, a broader group of people than existed before. Um, updates on guests. Yeah. I mean, we invite, we invite people behind the scenes. They don't always take it. That said, I will say too, um, it's also just not a huge priority for me. Like I, I will have guests on and I, we have some recurring people who I like to have on and I want to keep having on. Um, but I don't want a guest focused show. And also like, you know, when we have guests on, like last time we did, the numbers just dip, like people tune out too. Yeah. So I, I, obviously I'm not trying to drive things by what the numbers say, but people tend to go visit elsewhere when there's a guest on. So I have to, I have to take some cue from that too. Anyway, there will be guests. It's not like we're scrapping it entirely. Reality Lobster says Terry Crews was attacked for, on being slightly conservative uh, for being for believing kids are better with two parents and not apologizing. What do you think about the effort to rename John Wayne airport because of something he said in 1971? Well, thanks for Typical the context. And uh, yeah, I oppose that in pretty much all contexts. I don't want to scrub history. I, I don't want like the standard can't be unless they were perfect in every regard. We can't have yeah. homage to anybody. No, screw that. 
James Bercy says, Blonde, when did you realize the fashy... Uh, Blonde, when are you releasing the fashy version of Let It Go? <laughs> I love it. I Maybe I should that. collab yeah. with Emily Yukis and see what we can turn out. Yeah, Matt, M1A SOCOM is garbage. Uh, go regular M1A or check out the Keltec RFB. I've, I've not been wanting to buy the SOCOM. That's just the one model that they had in stock at the store. If I'm going to buy an M1A, I want either the 22 or the 18-inch barrel. Um, so I, I'm Why not in the I market. Like, I know what you're I'm talking. not in the market for a SOCOM unless the price is insanely low because – you know, you want a you want a ranged rifle, presumably. I don't want any more. You know, I don't want any shorter, any more shorter rifles. But yeah, uh, AOC claims she's the boss. Will Tony Danza descend from Valhalla to smite her? Uh, we'll see. Tony Danza is the one true boss. Mosenrath says we need more gun sanctuary counties. That's the other thing that's going on, corresponding with the sanctuary cities or sanctuary cities and states on immigration. You want to take uh, Dan here? Sure, Dan Almeida. Hey guys, take my pesos. Did you see the story I emailed you about the woman in my town uh, in Massachusetts that called the police on a black guy because his dog sexually assaulted her dog at the park? Glad to see police resources are being used properly. Thank you, Dan. Darlene Kate's thoughts on gun trust. Keep doing what you're doing, your female boomer. Hmm. I'm actually not super keen on how all the law operates in that regard. So I have to punt that question because that's not an area that I'm I'm sorry, darling. Really familiar with, but uh, but I'll have to look into it. Um, nine one two Bush. Otto wasn't a diplomat, celebrity, or wealthy. Expecting his imprisonment to reach the dictator or him being unharmed is unrealistic. Reverse the rules and apply that same for Trump or our prisons. Um, that's true, but an American prison, a prisoner in North Korea. I mean, that's a big get, irrespective of yeah. what his political standing is. Am I, I just... wrong about that? I mean, how many prisoners do we have over there? And plus, it's a huge asset. But maybe this is a, Trump, a point in Trump's column. Trump saying, listen, it doesn't make sense because it's not uh, abusing Otto would not be in Kim's interest as, with, with Otto as a leverage point. So maybe there's something to that. I don't know. I just have a hard time believing, given how significant it is for him to have an American uh, citizen in prison, especially you know, a young high. Otto himself wasn't high profile, but his detainment was, was high, profile. high profile. We right. covered it at length on this show when it happened. I don't know, man. You know, like I keep saying, this is a bunch of chatter and I hope that you're right. I hope that this is, this is just a blip on what ultimately becomes a successful negotiation with Kim, but we'll see. Rodzilla 5332. I just saw a video of California cops confiscating guns from a guy who registered them. They yeah. can jack up the cost of the background checks too. What about a gun and a will? It's all road confiscation. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And that's what the previous uh, super chatter was referring to as well. So maybe that's the answer to a lot of this stuff. Um, Winter Wolf, any arms regulation is unconstitutional according to 2A. The majority of the countries in New Mexico are now 2A sanctuaries. By the way, anime voice actor Vic mm. Mignona. I never know how to say that. Mignona? Well, now you're saying it in robot voice, so that oh, makes oh. it even worse. But yeah, the Vic dude who, uh, the anime guy who's who was Me Too'd is now pressing charges for defamation. Good, so. good. Will you take these over so I don't... Yeah, Joshy Boy says, Matt, uh, wash your hands, man. We are civilized folk, goddammit. I'm trying to bring you a stream. I got more pressing needs. I'll do it once we're done, though. Uh, a bomb dropped on me. Matt and I once made love. He didn't wash his hands or his face. Ooh. <laughs> Automata. Any chance we could uh, ban assault-style tornadoes? I think that's just a reasonable step to take. Well, yeah. Background checks for all tornadoes bef- before they plan going ongoing tearing uh through the midwest yeah i assume that's where the tornadoes are i haven't even checked must where be. it must be yeah. is that where the yeah i guess 
Izzy Long. Hey, guys. Uh, Izzy from the Gun Collective here again. Three episodes ago on the legal brief, our friendly 2A federal attorney, Adam Kraut, detailed the 2019 background checks bill. If you, if you want to dig deeper, uh, rock on. Well, I'm glad you guys are covering it, and thanks for tuning in. And uh, I'm still watching your channel, and they're making good stuff over there. So if you're interested in gun reviews, uh, legal issues about guns, just Second Amendment stuff, generally the Gun Collective is one of many channels I enjoy watching. So thanks for coming over. The Apathetic Ape says, There was once a man... From Nantucket, they say his balls could fill buckets. I recall his name was Matt. We made love in the sack. When I told him to wash his hands after, he said, suck it. <laughs> okay. Cyclops, my toddler uh, today told us that we that uh, he wanted a Snickers, except he said it without the first S. Ooh, boy. <laughs> Repeatedly. So this is my reparation payment. Hopefully he won't be arrested for a crime anytime soon. Oh, That's dicey him. territory. A $50 super chat, or super chat got, is this deleted? By YouTube or is... Okay. By YouTube. So I guess that one's going to Planned Parenthood. Oh. Unfortunately. My God. All right. Uh, Semper ad meliora. To the boys saying it would have been motivation to, the, to run faster. So... Beating you down and calling you a sissy could uh, could have motivated you to be more of a man. <laughs> Why didn't you just say so 10 years ago? Fair point. Yeah. Kalav Bliov. I went camping with Trump. We ate s'mores and then he kissed there. Then he kissed there in the woods in a moment that seemed to stretch on forever. When we pulled apart a strand of marshmallow with graham cracker crumbs in it stretched between our chocolate smeared lips. All right, fair enough. Okay. Uh, Blackwing uh, says, why even bother to separate gender-based sports at this point? Exactly. That's the, that's the direction we're going. Downskated says, Project Veritas showed me exactly why I'm pro-net neutrality. Because I, I knew things like this would happen. Letting a bunch of California people control the internet is never safe. We need true net neutrality. Yeah. The, my one fear about that is it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't trust Silicon Valley. So I'm going to hand over control to DC or whomever else. I, I, like Any centralized control makes me nervous. We got to figure out how to advance the technology of decentralization to get all this stuff figured out. But I don't know. We're a long way off, but things like dissenter show us that the internet and freedom on the internet generally wins, even if it takes a little while. Yeah. Um, unconventional. Sorry about the bad internet. Blonde, love the braids. You're still beautiful. Even in 144p at 10 frames per <laughs> second. Good job guys. I know this will be resolved by Wednesday. I'm really sorry. My stupid dog, but he's so cute and I love him so much. Um, Yama Fago. I'd love to be on the fly on the wall in North Korea. It'd be fascinating to see how the citizens interact with each other and live on average. Also, Blonde, you made me a sad boy by not answering my email. Did you send it to my account? Presumably. Didn't I'm go sorry, to mine. I'm sorry, I will respond if you send it to Blonde in the Belly of the Base at gmail.com. A sharp breast scorpion. Hey, Matt, remember that one time we made love and you spewed? <laughs> Ugh. Chunky cottage cheese on that portrait. I still have it. Fair enough. Oh, God. Uh, Sam and Chelsea Wells, have you heard about Amazon's complete censorship of vaccine documentaries? There's also a federal hearing on Tuesday about how they plan to implement forced vaccinations. Please call your senators. Mm. Uh, is that the last one? That's the last one there. I got one more over on Streamlabs. We'll get out of here. Oh, uh, I misspoke. That one's under 10 bucks, and we're no good. Low down money forever's. <laughs> Sorry, but I, rules are rules, and I got to enforce them. Rules are rules. Okay, well, let's let's get the hell out of here. Um, thanks to everybody who's tuning in live. Again, if you're over on Stream Me and there are any issues over there, go ahead and email me and I'll try to tackle that. 
as we try to develop this simul, simul streaming, simultaneous streaming, whatever. Anyway, I appreciate everybody tuning in live, everybody super chatting, everybody hanging out in the chat and cluing us in on the facts and letting us know about the terrible tornadoes and all of that. Uh, if you're listening later on YouTube or in an audio platform on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, there is more material, including the call-in show on the audio platform. So go check those out. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. They're all linked conveniently in the description. You can find all of that stuff, everything we make. And you can also support the show and our channels at mattchristiansonmedia.com as well. Thanks to everybody who's been supporting the new website. And you can email us anytime. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday... Sorry, Cuck Todd and the people who run <laughs> your Twitter account. It's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty and the Beta. We'll see you then. Bye.